Welcome to this episode of Going Off Topic. We're two bums who forgot to bring their quarters to the arcade. That's right. We're about as authentic as a parachute by Acme. Mm-mm, that that one's, it's a little bit old school. Yeah. A little bit of an old school thinker there, but some of our older people will get that. Not really trustworthy. No. <laughs> I'm Brandon. And I'm Chris, and we are Going Off Topic. Welcome to this episode, guys. We got ourselves uh, an awesome guest with us today. We have Tyler Deckman. How's it going? Hey, how's it going? Hey! Yeah, I'm super excited to be on here. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, it's been a long time coming. We mentioned you in an episode a while back. Yeah, right? we did. Oh, yeah, we did. Oh, shout outs. Mm-hmm. I love it. So, like, it's very exciting to, like, actually have you on here and, like, you actually going off topic is going to be an event <laughs> itself. So Yeah, I- I'm sure the listeners will get to know me very well once they realize how scatterbrained I'm actually am so that's, <laughs> the, like, the, that's the best kind of uh, guest we can get because it's like less work for us oh and yeah it, it like hides how uncreative and uninteresting we are you so can just leave people... and i can just talk in a microphone by myself and if we have an episode exactly. with bad reviews it's like well what do you expect it was a bad guest you know, <laughs> and, you know oh man but but we're, we're, we're fine right? right oh yeah we're, no you guys are perfect we're, we're acceptable <laughs> I guess. from what i've listened so far you guys are like the icing on the cake so you know wow. it's oh. like you can't just have cake you need okay. to have icing on it i like so, that you know what i mean might just be the nicest thing anyone's yeah, ever said. Yeah, that was a does. wonderful compliment. Exactly. Like, so it's like you got you wait, can't have hold, this hold up, guys. Hold up. What kind of cake are we talking? Are, like are we talking cake or is this a wedding cake? I'm yeah, because there's a it. difference. <laughs> a <laughs> cannibal <laughs> cake. <laughs> or are we talking about the uh, pink cake that Hagrid gave to Harry? Like that was sat on. Like is that our kind of frosting? <laughs> well, to be honest, that cake was actually quite thoughtful. It made me cry when I was a kid. It's like oh, it was yeah. like happy birthday. What Harry, kind of cake was that? Rump cake? Uh, Wasn't it chocolate? I couldn't remember. I don't know. I mean, it could have been like carrot cake. I think. I don't know. Oh yeah, sorry. It's been so long. Because it was sad, and I was trying to make a terrible pun. Rump Shout cake, out to Harry Potter. But, uh, <laughs> sounded, be- sounded better in my head. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, why don't we go ahead and get started with our weird news and strange times? Oh man, that was yeah, a that great is... tune. Wow, <laughs> I do like it though. It, it, it reminds me of like a quirky kind of radio show. It does add so personality. I do like it. It's unique. It does. Yeah, like, I, I found it through um, SoundSnap, and like it, they have some great sound effects. I've already used on the show here already, and like it's just that was a little extra music there. I just like yeah, this this kind of works. A so. magician never reveals his secrets. Oops, edit don't, that out, Brandon. Don't tell them where you got it from. It's you technology. Made it. You made yeah. it. <laughs> Tech, magic by subscription. Mm. Okay, so get a load of this. So this comes from the Canadian Broadcast Corporation. And are you ready? Oh, God. A man dressed as a jug of Kool-Aid is the only reason why there's a race in Terrace, British Columbia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Wow. I know. Like the, I, Obviously, you can't see it. So but is like, this like that one guy who uh, runs for office, I think, in the U.S., with the boot head? The guy who just has yeah. a boot on his head. He was offering, like, ponies to everybody in the United States. And, yeah. like, there was something else he did, too. But, like, but yeah, I know who you're talking about. They're, like, he had a huge, like, cowboy boot, like, on top of his head. Uh-huh. Like, what's his name? Oh, my God. Well, I, I think remember. he goes by Boothead. The Kool-Aid man, though? The Kool-Aid <laughs> yeah. man? That's a bit like, dated, isn't it? Well, the, but he probably has to worry I mean, about trademark copyright infringement <laughs> as well. I mean, that that's the biggest thing he's got to yeah, worry about. Exactly. The real Kool-Aid man's going to burst through his doors like, I'm tired of you using my gimmick. <laughs> so let's go ahead and talk about the actual candidate here who dressed up as the Kool-Aid man. Okay. So it, it's actually a Canadian comedian named Danny Noonan. Wait, so in Canada, is it Kool-Aid or is it Kool-Aid? <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry. Continue, please. Can we get this guy out of here? <laughs> I don't want to be in this room. <laughs> so while he dressed up as the Kool-Aid man, he decided to run mayor for Terrace British Columbia. He thought his Facebook videos and live appearances might help drum up interest in the October elect- municipal election Try- in Terrace. Trying to get the millennials. Yep. But unfortunately, not many people live in this town and have a lack of interest of actually voting in these in the town elections. Typical Poor millennials. Guy. And <laughs> so uh, the funny thing is, is that Nunez finds himself the sole person. His last name is Nunez? Yeah. Okay. Just checking. N-U-N-E-S. So he finds himself the sole person challenging incumbent Carol Lech Lurk. Um, I totally butchered that up. To lead, last name. To lead, to lead a city he doesn't even live in himself. <laughs> Oh, and this is the quote he shared on Facebook a while back. No one cares. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Nunes wow. wrote about the election in a public Facebook post, but fret not. Terrace will have a mayor race with um, all the other cities around this area. And they're facing off against last minute candidates with no previous political experience. So yeah, that's uh yeah. Wow, so is he trying to get like the depression vote? I mean, with the nobody the, who well, cares. Hey, I like Kool Aid, so he's got my vote. <laughs> I drink it every day. <laughs> well, liter- okay. I drink so much Kool Aid that it's literally like if you cut me, sugar will come out. You know oh, what I mean? Man. I love Kool Aid, so I, I don't know if that's healthy, Tyler. I, well, you no, might want to see. Uh, not healthy at all. <laughs> It's delicious. We want to get a second opinion from your uh, your, your no. Every time I go yeah. to the doctor, physician, he's just like, "Wow, that's actually quite delicious." <laughs> so, oh, okay, man, it's not a problem. Yeah, so we no more uh, chopping up sugar cane. We'll just um, have uh, you have super diabetes. <laughs> I didn't know that <laughs> existed. Luckily, See, super diabetes is the only known cure to regular diabetes. Oh, it's, you know, you fight fire with fire, kids. You can't just <laughs> it cancels itself. Out. I love that. People but, said it's certainly going to be a challenge. We think that we may have a problem here. So. <laughs> We might have a good, problem here. Y'all act like you've never seen a Kool-Aid man before. So, door. <laughs> good, good luck, Terrace. I hope you actually do eventually elect a mayor to actually run your town. But, you know, just going to say this right now. Due to popularity, I think you should vote for the Kool-Aid man because he's pretty cool. Because why he is not pretty cool. at this point, right? <laughs> like, let's just... Yeah. I am a little bit disappointed it's not the real Kool-Aid man. I know, Who yeah. was out of work and just wanted to run for office. <laughs> so, like, I'm imagining, like, you know, people are at the polls. You know, they're starting to vote and stuff like that. And you get this one undecisive guy that's just like, hmm, I don't know. Kool-Aid man or nothing. Like, hmm. And then he's like, just bust through the wall. And he's like... <laughs> Oh, yeah, you should choose that. <laughs> I love it. I like the idea of him winning, though, and tripping, and then just all of his fluids comes out, and he dies. Everyone's like, oh, my gosh. And there's, like, commentators, oh, this is such a horrible scene. Oh, it's everywhere. It's on people's shoes. It's on people's dresses. Oh, my, my. The floor is all sticky. <laughs> exactly. And it's red Kool-Aid, so it looks like blood. <laughs> I was actually wondering that, if it was, like, the traditional red Kool-Aid. Or oh, no, it, it was red. Like, a yes. retro. The photo, okay. the oh, photo okay. showed of it as it was a red okay. costume. The costume looked really cheap, too. That's why I find even funnier that's, that's what, those, those are always the best costumes so that's really what i'm ones. actually that's what i'm curious about what the costume looked like was it like a mascot like big puffy or was oh, no, it like it a, was like shrunken down yeah, like, it was like you know oh, you could see a person's like, frame so that's, was, that's, just, sense. that's just embarrassing. like his shoulders were basically that's the awesome. widest part of that's it, really it looked awkward. really sad so but like kool-aid light <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> yeah, like, you know, just you like a slim fasted Kool-Aid. Yeah, that <laughs> it, it feels a bit awkward, but I shouldn't be the one saying that because my brother got married dressed up as Cloud and his wife was dressed up as I Tifa. did see what? that. Yeah, I did see that. That no was pretty way. cool. Which is amazing. Which is amazing. <laughs> we, we need to talk about that later. Um, so sure. I'm okay with dressing up and doing important things, but maybe yeah. not the Kool-Aid man. Maybe someone like yeah. Bowser. And then you could set the whole stage on fire. <laughs> Just be like, <laughs> vote for me. <laughs> exactly. What did you expect, guys? He blows fire. That's his whole thing. You can't get mad if he gets singed by Bowser. He's just doing what is natural to him. Exactly. And of course, I don't know we'll why there that. was that accent in Canada. You it know just what? Felt right at the it, moment, it, it works. So <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. That's fantastic. Good story, though. I, All I, right. I try to get the good stuff. <laughs> mm, any, good. any of you guys? Uh, any of you guys here got tattoos? I do not actually. Uh, no, I was thinking about it though. Not like okay. like. Well, first I was thinking, why don't I get a tattoo of my face on my face? <laughs> that way you don't forget what I look so, like. Wait, wait, wait. So yeah. like when you're older, like your young face that was tattooed will actually have wrinkles because. <laughs> oh <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. So you'll look old, and and your tattoo will look old. So exactly. it'll, 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 you're not two birds with one stone. <laughs> um, but in serious note, uh, in seriousness, I was thinking about getting one because um, like a thoughtful tattoo, not so much of like oh a, a spider web. Or on mom. my app, yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, or wow, yeah. Um, but I was thinking more of like uh, because I love my dogs, you uh-huh. know. And oh, so yeah. eventually they're gonna be gone, you know. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind having a little like you know their name like tattooed to like my, my ankle somewhere that's yeah. not like s- visible, but that's good because in years to come I won't be like oh why did I get that Zelda Triforce just yeah. like it's on like, my face. Everybody no. knows I like Zelda. I, I tell yeah. them I like Zelda. Exactly. I don't. Yeah. They don't need to see it on me too. Well, I, I figure like I, I'll never get a tattoo. I, I'm, I'm saying that right now, That's but like you know, who knows? You're saving your skin for <laughs> for myself. For Excuse the right, me. The right tattoo artist. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was wondering where that was going. That was strange. That was a strange. Story. Yeah, the right hand. You're saving lecture. your skin. Oh. And I was like, uh-huh. oh, that's funny. <laughs> I love the show. Um, but, but like, yeah. if I was ever to get a tattoo, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know the character Jack from the first Bioshock game. Um, I thought you were gonna say Jack from Titanic. Um, he oh. actually has a tattoo of a broken chain oh, on his yeah. wrist. Oh, nice. And it's like a man chooses a slave obeys kind of thing. And I thought it was like, oh, it's kind of cool. Breaking the chains, uh, you know, just kind of a cool thing. But like, I would never get it. But like, it, if I was to get anything at all, because like that can mean a no, totally that's a cool that's really different cool. meaning to every person. It's not just specifically for Bioshock. I just mm-hmm. got the influence from it. But like, I think that'd be kind of cool. But anyways, I've already steered us too long. So let's. Uh, no, no, that's okay. It's tattoos. a good tattoo, though. I will endorse that. that or whatever. That, <laughs> yeah, all of that basically leads into this uh, very interesting uh, topic or mm-hmm. very interesting article I've got here. Oh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've we've heard of bad tattoos. Well, Domino's Pizza uh, did a promotion. And the, the the article headline says Domino's Pizza tattoos earn some Russians free pizza for life. Well, okay, so just gonna say this right now, um, they need to do that in the states because Domino's is amazing. Well, yeah, man, it just seems like Russians are I winning like all the I time think it's now. Good. I think it's good. <laughs> they finally got something right. And anyway, <laughs> it's it's one. So basically, what this what this promotion was, um, uh, it was a deal offered to the people of Russia last week. Uh, when Domino's Pizza in Russia began their Domino's Forever campaign. I like that. On social media, offering free pizza for your whole life. If you get a tattoo, you know, a permanent tattoo, not so you can't be like, oh, I got one of those like those washable ones. Yeah, <laughs> no. Get from like the, the vending machine, or from, you know, put a quarter in, get like a yeah. smiley face tattoo that's only going to last there for like two days. 
or fruit roll-ups. Do you remember that? Fruit oh, roll-ups had that? That's a deep I cut. I sure right do. There. That was crazy. <laughs> it, it also said that uh, in order to benefit from this promotion, uh, you have to have a do- the Domino's logo tattoo on a visible spot of their body. Oh, so you can't have it in the cheeks? No, well, but well, <laughs> it depends on which cheeks you're going with. Uh, but, uh, oh, that's cool. Well, that, yeah, upper and, or lower? That was know, a good pun. That's what's interesting to me is because like this is in Russia where it's like you only see the faces of these people because they're covered up yeah, all they're the time. Cool. So you're like, pretty much your only option is like the forehead or the but cheeks. Right? There are Russians out there who don't need coats at all. They've adapted. They've accepted the cold. And exactly. Kind of. You know, they because you'll you'll maybe see those Domino's tattoos. Become superhuman. <laughs> I think I might actually get it on like my finger. Wouldn't that count? I That's, guess that would count because if, that is kind of concealed a little is, bit. Yeah. That's not yeah. too bad. I wouldn't mind getting a finger for free pizza <laughs> if they would, remember. That would hurt. Well, though. yeah, I'm just gonna it, say that it would, right but now. you have to hurt for pizza. Well, that's the <laughs> thing. Yes, yes. it's totally worth it too. It's a hundred years worth of free pizza. Ten thousand free pizzas. Oh, yeah, that's not a typo. Ten thousand free pizzas. <sighs> Wow! Uh, really? The po- this post says people will get tattoos. Will be give- people who get tattoos will be given a certificate offering a maximum of a hundred free pizzas per year for a century. Oh. That, that better be laminated because I don't want that to fade away at all. So well, the other thing, um, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, exactly. I, I used to watch the show Nathan for you. Uh, oh so yeah, I'm, I remember I'm, you talking I'm about wondering that. what the catch is because that's the other thing is they say a hundred free pizzas per year, but they never said the size of the pizza either. So yeah, if it's like the size only of personal like a pan quarter, pizza, you know. You know? <laughs> No, you get one slice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we didn't say a whole pizza. We just mm-hmm. said pizza, like as in like only one slice. You wanted so, full pizza. Yeah. Sorry. So like it, it really depends on what they are actually looking for. So yeah, <laughs> that that's that is fascinating that you mentioned that because it, it reminds me of like those wishes that you'd get that are. Uh, do you remember Fairly Odd Parents? Ever? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember there was a genie character. Oh Norm. Norm, yeah. yeah. And you'd make a wish, and oh, the wishes like, had a catch. Like he's like, I wish I had an omelet, and it landed on the floor. And he's like, I, Oh, you should have put it on a plate. Oh, that's like that so movie Bedazzled. I yeah. Elizabeth Hurley and uh, Brendan Fraser. We makes the deal with the devil to get the girl he wants, and every every wish is like it's like terrible for him in a different way. Guys, <laughs> I just realized something. Great movie. The genie's name is Norm, right? Yeah. The actor, Norm McDonald. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> That's hilarious. That is hilarious. Like, he was on SNL all the time. And like, Norm. I remember that was his voice. And I'm like, uh-huh. wait, his name was Norm. Oh, you guys. Oh, I was too little <laughs> to know that. You guys. But that's funny. That's good. I like that. It's clever. But um, I'm down for pizza. I mean, it's probably not yeah. a slice. We, that would be, I would be so, I'll probably, you read the fr- fine print before you commit yourself to a tattoo. Yeah, yeah. So if it said a slice, obviously not. But a small pizza, I'm okay with that. It's free. Mm-hmm. Well, and you well, can. Oh, I you don't can, know. It's tough for yeah. a tattoo, but like obviously, there's got to be a catch though. Like it can't just because like that's going to be a lot of people ordering pizzas like that. You know what I mean? Like an influx of like you know thousands and thousands of people doing this. You know? Like, well, I do yeah. like pizza though. So yeah, um, it says great. <laughs> Domino's is pretty good. Hungry Howie's is my favorite. Ink Jets is my old. Cottagegen's my boy. Cottagegen is good. That's like nostalgic <laughs> to me. College times. Uh, it so. says after hundreds of <laughs> posts appeared across the social media platforms, Domino was for, Domino, not Domino, Domino's was forced to impose strict rules upon entries. Oh man! So it got to Ooh. the point where it was like, okay, we got to narrow this down. Uh. So it means all these people got tattoos, and it's like. Eh, only like mm. eh, we're gonna narrow this down. I want to see some of those like actual posts, like the people's <clears throat> different tattoos at Domino's, because yeah. like it can't be just the regular like you know to like the the Domino that logo. Like well, I bet some people actually like you know put like 
tribal like tattoos around it or like uh-huh. had like to, angel like, wings or like there. thorns or something like that it'd be kind of well, cool well you know? that's the thing i mean you could do a lot worse than the domino's logo domino's logo isn't terrible right you know you're just literally like a nascar you know branding sticker but it's you know permanent on your yeah. skin so your if it was the bucky's something. logo i'd feel a little weird <laughs> that's a south joke for you <laughs> i don't know if you guys have ever been to a bucky's no i haven't <laughs> nope. uh, you're on to something there i just realized something get a tattoo of dominoes right just a generic tattoo after you win the competition yeah just add to it and make it so it doesn't look like the dominoes logo anymore yeah that's <laughs> but they they well could they take you it have, away no you or have the it, certificate yeah, exactly. That's so it's on there. You, they just have to look for it. That's all. Like, you just have to bring that certificate. Like, okay, so, like, how big is this certificate then? Because, like, you know, it's is it, like, a card? Is it, like, you know, you put in your wallet? That way you can, like, go anywhere and, like, just like hey, I got I got the golden ticket here. Or are we talking about, like, a framed, like, you know, big certificate? Like, I, you have to haul that around every Domino's pizza. You know I imagine. I, mean? I actually honestly got to imagine that um, it's, like, a plaque with, like, a signed signatures on it. Because anyone could <laughs> fake, like, a little card and go to Domino's. Like, oh, I want a competition. Oh, like, yeah. they would need mm. to know, like, verification. Like, there'd be, like, a, maybe a serial number. Like, a golden little stamp that you get, like, yeah, on a like bachelor a, of yeah, science degree. The cartoons where somebody's pretending to be a police officer. Let me see your badge. And they, like, kind of move their hand so, around to, like so they can't get a good look at it. See, there's my badge. <laughs> well, or, like, yeah. Joe Pesci's, like... Um, badge from home alone just like that cheesy smile <laughs> yeah exactly. that's only a picture anytime like anybody like frames themselves as like a police officer but i always go back to home alone's joe pesci like this is that's the perfect one it's like <laughs> well you can use this card for a cheesy smile hey <laughs> in a perfect world though i imagine that it's probably he goes to the same dominoes like every day mm-hmm. so they probably yeah. recognize yeah, him that's that's true. anyone even a need for everybody but knows any your name. new ones i would show the plaque each time until they recognized me yeah but um i am that's in my mind i imagine it being like an official like because you want a competition like a very serious competition so i imagine it's a very you know not well not like sure. a it's not as exclusive as we thought apparently <laughs> domino's clarified only the first 350 people to post Whoa. such pictures on social media that's uh, kind of were able to benefit from it and they could be the tattoo could be any color but it must be at least two centimeters in length <laughs> wow that's a lot less than <laughs> i thought it's not as much not as big of a deal you figured like you know some people would actually probably benefit well, from yeah, that. Yeah, it got to the point where Domino's was forced to bring the competition to a halt because they quickly hit their 350 participant threshold. <laughs> so could you imagine that? Oh, like you you, you go through it, you, you're sitting in your room, you're like... I'm gonna do it. You know, I never do anything. Oh, Nobody. I'm not no. memorable. I'm gonna. I'm gonna really go after this. You know, that's what my. That's what they. Everybody's been telling me. I need to be more of a go getter. And then they go. They get it. And there's like, hello, you are three fifty one. Sick. Oh, oh no. no, that is terrible. No, I actually think about that. That sounds like a nightmare. Like oh, I just yeah. got a tattoo for this. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's two centimeters, you could probably remove it. Oh, yeah. But um, that's not too. But, it would be expensive. Yeah. But it is possible, especially that small. But that's mm-hmm. annoying. Oh, like yeah. uh, considering well, how yeah. much it hurts yeah where i, I want to get it at least. If, if i was the one doing like the the judging here and who got in for the 350 i might even be like okay you did the bare minimum this person went above and beyond i'm gonna scoot them you, into the 350 you know i'm wondering if like any that might be i, I know yeah. it was this was exclusive to domino's russia but like i'm kind of thinking like i wonder if there was like any like international people that tried to attempt this you know like i feel like somebody was like hey, they got a wind of it and they're like i want to try you know like it's only towards yeah. the um, Russia's Domino's, but like you know, um, it. I, I feel like that'd be like really cool to like have like you know like hey, I'm actually from England, but I get free Russian Domino's pizza. <laughs> but they have to fly it over here, but it's free. <laughs> Except I have to pay shipping and handling. <laughs> exactly. All this talk about Domino's though is like literally getting to me. I'm like thinking about Domino's you, right now because you're right, it is good. It's not my favorite, but it is good. Yeah, 
like you should have been here last night when we had D and D. Like we, even though it wasn't Domino's, we had a big um, Mm. Hungry Howie's uh, pepperoni mushroom pizza, which was really good. And I'm sorry, I had most of that pizza. I didn't have much food at all. That's hey, that's cool. Okay. Oh my lord, (laughs) I'm not a big mushroom guy anyway, so it's like. Oh, you should have told me. Oh well, I didn't really tell you. Yeah, you didn't tell us. You're like, we're getting pizza. Oh, just for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> you Not know, for any y'all fools. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned D and D because the last time we uh, yeah talked, working on set, we were talking about D and D all day and yeah. about me getting into it. Maybe I'm not sure yet. I'm I'm well, on see, the edge. I'm on the edge. You should. It's a lot of fun. It man. is. It looks like well, we could get you in as a guest in our campaign if you're over on this side here sure. and there, and you give like, us enough like, like we a head, have, heads up. I could I could get you in. I occasionally um, come down sometimes <laughs> to the side to visit, like you know, like Harrison mm-hmm. and um yeah. Austin, who's not listening? I wish he was. Austin, <laughs> you don't know. You don't know that. <laughs> oh, maybe I don't know. I'll I'll let him know. But um, no, I like to visit people um down here because everyone yep. lives here, right? Um, so yeah, definitely, I'll hit you guys up in D and D if you teach me the basics. I don't know. Sweet. Yep. Yeah. I mean, like, we'll probably have to like, probably not do it on like the game, or like it has to be like really way before. But like have like you into the ropes and stuff like that because it takes a while you know like a little bit long that's what's so terrifying about dnd to newcomers is like hey you want to play some dnd well here's the book oh there's a book of rules actually there's multiple books and you're sitting there like what what happened to like the sorry like reading the back of the board and it's like oh this is how you play (laughs) you know i'm just happy i live in a world where uh dnd is more accepted now as opposed to the 80s where it's literally that mm -hmm. cliche bully yeah we talked about that last episode and like it's just amazing how much it's yeah. progressed like ever mm-hmm. since then so it, it's just awesome it's okay to be a nerd in society absolutely now. well to it's be anything really because no. it's profitable mm, yeah exactly <laughs> it is. It's, it's very profitable. and it's a lot of fun and yeah. it creates absolutely. franchises and yeah and friends muscle so. contracts yeah <laughs> but anyways but i'm all for being it's, a nerd. It's, a, it's such a nerdy game that it actually requires friends to play so imagine that exactly. where it's like it gets the criticism like oh nerds it's like we're being social yeah. <laughs> but i like it, oh, yeah. it requires other people to do this well unless you have imagination because there's a lot of imagination oh, involved what, like, by playing, playing chess game. against yourself well no 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 i'm talking like you know somebody has like mannequins in their basement and you're like <laughs> your turn joey Ha! That was the wrong move. <laughs> <laughs> so creepy. Oh my gosh. Like, oh, I love that image. And it's like the 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 person that's only there is the DM. So like they have complete control. Like yeah. but yeah, what if they were actually the player and the mannequin was the DM? I was <laughs> saying that if like the world ended, at least I could still play D and D. Hey, but, I'll like, be right survivors. there with you. Buddy. Like if I didn't have electricity, all I do is like make some bone dice or like wood dice or stone dice. Where, where, where are you getting these bones from, Chris? Uh um uh. <laughs> but what if it's what if it's like that episode of the Twilight Zone? You're like rolling dice and it rolls down like a gutter or something. You're like, oh, no, but there was still time, you know. <laughs> there was still time now. That's exactly. actually that's not fair. I, I really, I, I, we have I'm one more going with like a Pennywise the Clown thing. Like oh that no, survived no, 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 no. though. <laughs> we, even though we have one more story, I, I, I really don't get a chance to much talk about Twilight Zone that often. But oh, great the show. original series is oh, so amazing if you ever get a chance to watch it all on netflix it's i seriously like i can't recommend it enough your shows like black mirror that tries to kind of like bring it back exactly like and Uh, some of those are good some of them aren't but like with twilight zone most of it is just amazing writing and it was pretty much like written directed and uh, narrating by rod serling yeah literally he did that all himself he's a mastermind there's a monster on the wing yeah yeah and And creative (laughs) and there was like a lot of like you know really iconic stories that like you know they were able to put in here and it's just like 
oh, you can't really imagine much of our you know pop culture society without like some influence from that show. And so yeah. it's kind of, they try to replicate it with the movies and like the new series that came out back in the eighties, but like for some reason it still doesn't hold up compared to the or late 50s, early 60s version. But anyways, you don't have to happen. Hey! hey. <laughs> oh, I was going to mention something about Black Mirror, uh, but we'll move on. Yeah. Okay. So this is actually a more well-known uh, Weird News Strange Times thing. Um, but you guys uh, heard about um, Hurricane Florence that's going on right now in the oh, Carolinas, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. And uh, wish for all the you know safety for everyone that's down there and hope they yep. recover as oh, well. Oh, of course. In all seriousness. Yes. But... Uh, but that's not what I'm going to talk about. What I'm actually going to talk about is the, uh, well, here's the title. Weather Channel defends reporter accused of exaggerating hurricane winds. <laughs> I saw this. Well, this I didn't was all see over this. this is new. So okay, I might have heard about this. So unfortunately, I can't show the video you know, in audio here, but I will describe it. So in the video, there, um, there's this reporter that's like, you know, on this grass and he's like, you know, struggling to move and like there's like high winds and stuff and like it looks like he's really struggling. But you see two people walking on casually in the background with no problem whatsoever. And like, Are you serious? it looks like he's faking it, but like it's just like 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 oh man, that does not look good. But um the Weather Channel since then has released really? a statement yeah. in defense of the reporter who was accused of faking the strength of the hurricane. Um <laughs> <laughs> but like the the winds were like seventy five miles per hour, and the reporter Mike Seidel could be seen on, with his knees bent and spread apart, looking like he was struggling to remain standing against the wind. But as the camera zoomed out, that's where you see the two people walking casually in the background with no effort at all. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I have just to taking see a this. casual and, I have walk. To see this now. And the clip, you know, became a joke on social media, accusing of Seidel, you know, exaggerating for dramatic effect, you know, for the views and stuff. But. In a statement sent to the Washington Post, the Weather Channel said that there were other factors that explained why Seidel was actually struggling to stay up. So this is actually some validity here. So this is what they said. It's important to note that the two individuals in the background are walking on concrete, and Mike Seidel is trying to maintain his footing on wet grass. After reporting on air until 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time this morning, and is undoubtedly exhausted. But um, it's... I think I, that's I, kind of a lame excuse. It, it it is, but like at the same time, like you know, there's wet grass, mud. Like you can see, like him, like actually, like sinking in. So it's like you know, you're trying to get yourself out of that muck. So like I can totally understand that, but at the same time, that would actually plant you better, though. Yeah, <laughs> if you were sinking deeper. Well, into like there was winds going off too, and like you just see two people walking in the background. <laughs> but like you know, it's just kind of funny, like you know how there's two different sides of the coin, and like you know you can only see one side, and like oh wait, why don't you look on the other? Because there's actually more to this. But I just think it was kind of funny, just like the video itself is just so out of whack. It is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually a bit disappointed that the reason was as lame as it was, because I was expecting it to actually have like some. I don't know, I like, like in-depth analysis, like weatherman um, breakdown, polarizing, <laughs> um, polarizing. Like for example, do you guys remember the white and um, gold dress phenomenon? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. you mean the black and blue dress? Oh no, yeah, no, the black no, and no, blue no. dress. <laughs> yeah, um, and I thought that's what it was going to be like. Like people are like, oh no, it's actually a hurricane because of this and that and this. But instead, you gave me that lame, lame excuse, and now I'm I'm angry. <laughs> no, hey, but I, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm just funny. I'm just the bringer of news here. I don't actually make the news. I got to see the video though. This is interesting. Yeah, is it really funny? It, like, it is. I think it it is. I thought it was pretty funny, <laughs> we'll especially because he's like really leaning, like like he's like like trying to fight the wind, is what it looks like. And then mm-hmm. just two casual, two two people casually taking a stroll right <laughs> behind him. <laughs> we'll 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 show you after the the episode. Perfect. I mean, I watched a lot of like this Florence coverage, and I I will admit I think this is one of those examples where I think there's a point to like 
some of the media has it's become more of like try to keep views by kind of tugging at heartstrings or making things more dramatic than they really mm-hmm. are. Yeah, or like which doesn't help to, their or case to usually. It, you know, yeah, like a lot of and that's just not only to weather. Like, there's a lot of news stories yeah. that I've done. There's actually a good movie called Ace in the Hole that kind of like talks about that. Like, there's yeah. a guy trapped inside a mine, and Kirk Douglas is this reporter who's trying to like you know. You know, obviously save him, but like he's also like taking the long way to get to him into the mines to make sure the story is you know still alive and stuff. But yeah. I won't spoil the ending. But it's actually a really good movie. But like it's kind of like the same thing. Like you know, we're, they're trying to fluctuate and like you know exaggerate you know the story itself so more people can you know yeah. watch it, view it, read it, or whatever as long as possible because that gives them more money. You know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it, it it's it's weird. You know, weird news in strange times. You know, just just like the title says, zinger. I love it. I love it. I thought it was good. Yeah, I want to talk about um, something that we I think we have a lot of input with. So, with you know, we're going to talk about video games here later on. But like, I want to talk about something that you know <clears throat> is kind of uh, taboo a bit. So, what happened to Cracker Jacks? <laughs> Actually, I bought some Cracker Jacks at the dollar store because my dad used to like them. Oh, so man, they do yeah. have Cracker Jacks. They do. They're wow. they're not as good as I remember them though. But yeah, okay. that was a little segue there. Yeah, they're fine. <laughs> I used to eat them all the time as a kid too. Yeah. yeah, they're pretty good. But you know, video games get often adapted to movies, and most of them, I'm just gonna say this with my own opinion, are bad. And most of them are not good. I mean, like, there are some that are so bad that they're good, like the Super Mario Brothers movie that came out in 93, mm-hmm. you know, and there's other ones like, um, I escapes me right now, but like uh, Tomb Raider that came out, mm-hmm. and then there's like, you know, Assassin's Creed, lineage. Assassin's Creed, you know, uh, stuff like that. Like, you see these movies, Rampage. Like Rampage. One. You know, I, the only one that I can think of that's actually been good is actually not based off of a video game, but actually has video game characters in it, and that's Wreck It Ralph. Which as, is a great I, movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. I can't wait for the new one to come out. Like, um, that one's going to be a lot of fun. Well, there was yeah, the, it will be fun to the, see these characters again. There was Ready Player One. I didn't see that, uh, but I well, know that that's kind of controversial. I have really, yeah. really big points on that. I'm, well, should I just jump in? It's called going off topic. Yeah. Uh, uh, exactly. Do. <laughs> I got it. Don't worry, guys. Um, oh, this is this is a bit edgy, but I got to say it. I hate that movie to really? death. I and I'll get to it. that. Um, and it's unfortunate because Gundam is in that movie, and I love oh, Gundam. Oh, so he... Um, but we, we'll all I'll talk about that. I want to actually mention, uh, well... To understand what kind of a person I am, um, I love schlock. Okay, I love good schlock. Schlock. You never heard of schlock before? No. Schlop or schluck? Schlock. I've heard. Schlock. I've heard. I've heard it's a schmuck. <laughs> a couple That's times. That's a good term too. <laughs> no, schlock is a term used for film, meaning um, the good bad scenario. Yeah. Where schlocky, like, like the room. Um, like the room. Well, not exactly the room. More like <laughs> <doggy>. um. Uh, <laughs> let me just think of an example of sh- schlock. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, fighting an alien is schlock you so know like predator, predator. that's yeah. schlocky you know mm-hmm. but you take it seriously yeah. i like schlock when it's like it's goofball you know goofball ridiculous like yeah. having a chainsaw fight to the death that's schlock <laughs> you know what i mean so, our, so, so i so love like, that kind of schlock where it's like you know is that like what I, i'm just thinking what? of another example is that like uh sharknado the, like the movie planet terror um, where yeah. she she gets a gun for the, her leg yes you know, yeah that's exactly saying, okay, that's exactly gotcha. right or machete i have seen that movie oh i'm gonna yeah. watch it again i don't so good. 
there's good schlock and there's bad schlock. I I don't I'm not a fan of Sharknado because it's self-aware. I'm more into the <laughs> stuff where people think uh, they think they're making a good movie, but it turns out bad. <laughs> so like Birdemic. Uh, no, the Super Mario Brothers movie. You know, they really thought they were making something good, and it turned yeah. out into a train wreck. I, okay. And it's just pure schlock though oh, i yeah. love that movie. it's ridiculous i think it's the show. most hilarious thing i've ever uh, seen but it's amazing though exactly like, i mean like the, there's a bomb at the end of the movie that's wearing reeboks like exactly. you can't make that up that's schlock. just <laughs> exactly and not to mention that the set designer um uh-huh. don't quote me on this but i'm almost 99 percent sure was the guy who did blade runner yeah he did okay okay which yeah, is great sense. i did i, I did read up there, there were some visual similarities i thought too so mm-hmm. i like schlocky things that's like my kind of thing so yeah. i just wanted to say that i defend the super mario brothers movie i'm getting out on blu-ray soon Ooh, nice. uh, which i'm excited um but i i love that movie anything with schlock and i just yeah. saw um mandy recently and it was, was that? pure schlock it was amazing <laughs> because the movie was 100 self-aware of nicholas cage being crazy yeah it was the, the so trailer looked insane funny. it like, was so good i want to see it again it's on um you can get it on demand and i don't i don't Ooh. sponsor I don't, i'm not secretly <laughs> nicholas cage this is free advertisement <laughs> for man <laughs> when i come home i'm actually gonna watch it with my dad again i watched it with uh, my best friend thomas Okay. Nice. Uh, sorry, Brayden. I just realized if he's listening. Yeah, man, you just. <laughs> I didn't. Br- you, I didn't a lot bring of disappointed you. friends. Now sorry, that were like, sorry. what the heck? I thought we had. Something, and I loved bro. it. Um, everyone should just go see it. But I don't want to go on that too much. I wanted to mention. Um, what Ray did Blair I want to mention? Oh, thank you. You're uh, welcome. This is why you're here. I keep. You I keep a good me. memory. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. I wanted to mention uh, Ready Player One and. Um, if you like the movie, it's fine. I totally don't mind. I'm just saying it's oh, a personal no, I, preference. The reason why I was smiling here is because I have a very huge opinion on it. Okay, you know, um, so I, I'll let you. I'll let you fill it in first. I didn't like the movie um, mainly because it's like someone wrote a review on a uh, Letterboxd, which is a great website. I love, that, I love that website. I love that. I use it all the time. You should follow me, Tyler. And I, I do follow you, and you follow me. So there we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so there was a review where someone mentioned that, uh, and you saw the movie, right? I seen clips in the movie because the reason I why seen it, but there's okay, there's mind. a reason why i haven't watched the movie and mm-hmm. i've only seen clips but i guess i'll get into that okay. later but have you seen the iron giant yes of course yeah iron giant? that's oh yeah okay. that's another thing that the really whole point of off. the um someone reviewed um the movie and mentioned that the iron giant was like um it was very fascinating because it was very anti-war yeah right? the movie's fantastic i love the iron yeah giant. exactly like, and it's mm-hmm. the whole premise is about a giant robot who just doesn't fight you know yep. and um and basically that big whole entire theme of i'm not a gun cold you war know stuff and like, yeah it's just but very, um amazing it is very amazing yeah and like the nukes and everything it's so beautifully done right but primarily um he was represented as not being a gun that was very important that he did not attack right like little little spoiler in case you haven't seen the iron giant um self-sacrificing with the iron giant like you know like he he did it to where like he didn't want to hurt anybody anymore you know like his species like well i'm using species (laughs) in the lamest of terms but like yeah yeah, um, yeah like his entourage i guess there we go exactly um like was were all weapons and they were trying to conquer all these worlds but mm-hmm. he didn't want to be that because of that dent he had in his head exactly and he wanted to you know save everybody but obviously in ready player one he's a gun yeah that's exactly what the reviewer <laughs> pretty said. much he's like the gun. opposite of what uh, iron giant is supposed to be he's literally just a thing there for people to be like oh i remember the iron giant here he is for 30 seconds because he can't now, afford the copyright kicking ass <laughs> so it's I so they just it. pop the dent out that's, of his head and that's, that's why like they fixed him <laughs> yeah you know i didn't want to see the movie anyways because it just is like hey here's a reference there's no meaning or context to it it's just here's a reference you, you know? nailed it on the head that's, um, what it that's is. a good point the, the one no commentary the one, on it just here yeah. enjoy your favorite thing oh it's gone yeah yeah it's just eye candy at that point but yeah. like the the scene that i did watch i do like a lot because 
I actually, this is weird. So like when I, when I work out at the gym, I do a long run usually on the treadmills and stuff. And sometimes you need a little like, you know, something amped up energy and stuff. And I actually like, I run to this scene in the movie where they're like, there's this like race scene that they have uh, Rexy from Jurassic Park and King Kong literally chasing oh, yeah. the characters and stuff. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. It just gives me like energy and ramped up like that's you know fair. that whole thing i don't know it's, it's really weird that's but like a, that's a fine scene i, I did like that too. i like i like the visuals of that but like that's basically the, the only thing i liked about the movie but like then they had the shining stuff which obviously you know i'm a huge kubrick fan and like they uh, i did not like how they did that like it, it's really impressive how exact it looked but like without context and without like a meaning towards it it's just mm-hmm. like oh let's literally get this key that was from um in the movie and stuff, but yeah. like it, there was really like nothing there. It's just like, oh, it's just a shining. Also, over the like hotel, it didn't know? work in the world. It's the future, right? Why would kids be interested in a movie that came out in like uh, what year was it? Eighties, eighties. That's like, um, and uh, quoting Red Letter Media, that's like us now being like, what? Or um, like someone being like, oh, you haven't seen Casablanca, the greatest film ever. It's so dated, being yeah. the yeah. future, so, so distant in the future, you know. But yeah. then again, to give them benefit of the doubt. They had to make up their own ideas if it's the future. You have to come right. up with ideas that have been yeah. released. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it not, just didn't feel right. I mean, not fit. not everybody in this generation is a giant Kubrick fan. I mean, I yeah. love that, but like, exactly. no, they're not. <laughs> yeah, some people haven't heard of The Shining, and it is it is um, uh, before our time, but I love movies, and it's an iconic movie. Oh, as yeah. I'm pointing to your Shining poster. Yeah. That's a great obviously, poster. Thank you. I Obviously, you can tell. I mean, I, I love that movie a lot. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, the thing about Ready Player One that I wanted to mention about um, the, the good way of using references as opposed to... Mm-hmm. You know, we basically hit it on the head here, um, which is great because you mentioned, oh, it's just references and that's all it is, you know, yeah. with no well, It needs to yeah. have context. It has to have a meaning for being there except for just being an Easter egg. Because, like, there's exactly. lots of stuff in any type of medium. Like, yeah. they can insert an Easter egg easily. I mean, like, with the new Spider-Man game that came on the PS4, like, mm-hmm. there's a great bunch game, of references. I, yeah. I'm so jealous. But um, the <laughs> like, they just throw stuff in there yeah. and there's, like, literally nothing with it. It's just literally just there for, like, oh, hey, that's a thing. Exactly. Okay. What are you gonna do with it? Yeah, nothing. I just gonna <laughs> swing by. All right. <laughs> but you mentioned Wreck It Ralph, which is a perfect um, example. Earlier, um, you mentioned Wreck It Ralph, which is perfect because in Wreck It Ralph, you remember Cubert was in there, right? Yeah. But he was homeless because his game was turned off. They <laughs> yeah, used right. they yeah. used Cubert though, not yeah. just as a reference, but a way to convey the story that once you're unplugged, that's the end of your game, and yeah, that right. comes back later in the story. Exactly. So that's a great way to use a reference as opposed to oh look, it's uh King Kong or oh there's um. Uh, Tanaka's bike from Akira yeah. and which, Alex is, which I, I like how they you know acknowledge that yeah. but like that's really no purpose to no it, there's no know? purpose I, I just wish there was more ways of um, conveying every character to the yeah. story as opposed to it just being there I mean I'm all for Gundam uh, RX-782 oh, yeah. appearing looked, in there it looked awesome but in the movie but like it's I, just I don't know I kid you not and I knew what they were doing here They um, he starts fighting can I spoil what happens we already said spoilers a while okay. back so uh, he fights Mechagodzilla which is genius mm-hmm. and uh, as he's <laughs> fighting it literally as the fight's going on someone mentions the character jumps out he's like look he's only got 30 seconds to use the power up before it goes away so i was like wait you mean how do you know that i was like wait so you're telling me you have 30 seconds to keep the copyright before you get sued is that what you're telling you know what i mean yeah Um, because like it it was a warner brothers film but they had to license so many stuff oh god to like actually put in the film they can only do it for a specific time like there's actually a good example which i picked up so with the race i mentioned earlier where you had rexley which is a giant t-rex from jurassic park you know they were chasing these cars and, and this truck and the actual sound effects that are used for the T-Rex are different. It's even though it's done by the same like so filming. So it's technically a different it, uh, entity at that point. No, it's the same one. It's just they can't 
that it can't roar the same way. Like the it was modified a little bit, and mm-hmm. like you know, yeah, it's the same director, it's the same production company that made the film, but it's not the same studio. It's not Universal because Universal owns the rights to the six Jurassic Park films. And um, I'm saying six because that was was in the contract, even though there's five right now. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but like, I, I can tell like that was different because like I'm obviously as a sound guy, like I keep note of all that stuff and like the iconic roar of the T Rex from Jurassic Park, you can't miss it. But like, if you actually compare the two, it's totally different. Yeah, I mean, it sounds okay, but I, wow, <laughs> meow. It's a meowing cat. <laughs> this is in a T Rex. No, uh, excuse me, dinosaurs are birds. <laughs> Well, that's exactly. the funny thing is I saw something a long time ago where it's like, well, how do you know what a dinosaur sounds like? We're yeah. just imagining what a dinosaur sounds like. It could be like, well, or, you know, it could uh, be like just, well, it's, it's really cool. But nobody would know any different. Well, actually, there's people who have like um, some archaeologists who actually like tried to predict like how they would actually sound. They Based wouldn't, on, like, they wouldn't the vocal, roar. Where the vocal cords would be and They stuff would vibrate. And, like it was like mm-hmm. a, like a low, like, like, like a low, like I, I can't replicate it with my mouth, but like it's like a low rumble. It's like really like intense. Like uh-huh. it, it, look it up online. There's actually like a couple of videos that actually like yeah. talk about this stuff, and it's like really interesting. Yeah, I gotta have headphones for that on, folks. You can't just listen to that with a speaker on your phone. Like it, it won't be the same. So yeah. just throw it out there. And also, um, adding to the Ready Player One, I'm not big on CGI. All mm-hmm. my favorite movies that's have practical literally effects. Literally all CGI. <laughs> yeah, no, it's too much CGI for my liking. But if you're into that stuff, that's fine. I mean, I think the mo- I think the story is okay. Um, because the thing is, is, if you didn't have the reference, what would it be? It'd kind of be a really quirky movie about fake video games. Yeah. Uh, because the original <laughs> characters were my least favorite characters. But um, <laughs> like the ones they made up. Like, oh, I'm a Nork from a random DM game, uh, Dungeons and Dragons game. Yeah, and I'm like, you just look like a random. Yeah. It, it was weird, but so, it, it's all right. It's an okay movie. So I just don't like it. getting back to the video game movies, which oh, yeah. it still lies into that a bit. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of bad ones more than good ones. So oh, God, yeah. I'm, I'm giving you a scenario right now. So you okay. are in charge and it's going to be hopefully successful you are in charge of putting a video game property into I theaters and what movie would you actually i mean what video game would you adapt to a film or films if it's like a longer game whatever mm-hmm. but what would you actually adapt to a film i'm very curious oh i don't know if i should say this yet you better uh <laughs> let's just say i'm doing um something very similar to what you're saying i'm not ready to reveal it yet okay um, no problem i'll there. plug some stuff at the end if that's okay <laughs> but I, i'm doing stuff with video games that's kind of like an adaption um i don't want to say much but um okay i, I definitely thought about this but um i can say one of them because it's never going to happen but it's like my dream movie that's what you want right like if we're in yeah, charge yeah of like it's game. your whatever video game you this. would like to see mm-hmm. in theaters and it's actually done right and i thought about it for a very very long time and this is my only answer so don't worry um i want to make the metroid movie and i'll tell you exactly mm. how i would okay. do it so okay. so ridley scott's alien Yes, <laughs> I would make Alien and change all the characters. No, but you're I'm not kidding. far I'm, off. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I would make it. What people forget about Metroid um, is that it's literally lo-fi horror. It's a very mm-hmm. scary video game. Oh, Super I, Metroid is I, terrifying. I love Super Metroid. That's Super such a Metroid fun game. Is very good. And how I would do it is I would get rid of the jumping and all the craziness and stuff. What I would do is I would make uh, Samus Aran a super crazy smart engineer, right? Mm-hmm. And her suit is very practical and it breaks all the time and she keeps having to fix it. You yeah. know, okay, and it's a so survival. Not like perfect ho- Iron Man, where he's always like 
you never see him fixing really. He's like, <laughs> yeah. he's but, always good would, to go. Would like, you have Ridley in there? I would, but I'd make him a really scary, practical, slimy like monster ooh. with white eyes. Would, It'd be very like eighties reminiscent. Ooh, okay. But um, oh, but yeah. like like you don't see it all the time. It's like, more of like like Jaws, where yeah. it's like part of the fear was you know it's out there, but and, you exactly, seen and it you yet. wait until an hour into the movie yeah. to actually reveal it. Yeah. Exactly, and it would be all in tight corridors, so he wouldn't be ooh. flying around and stuff like I that. I love claustrophobic but in films. It's I would so awesome. straight up make it a terrifying survival yeah. horror movie mm-hmm. and uh, basically I'd like imagine she would crash land on the planet and like all her stuff is broken and she has to it like takes her like uh, days to try to fix this she tries Ooh. to find food and stuff like that yeah. but she's going through these corridors and make it like very like 80s lighting and stuff and mm-hmm. terrifying I, I and she good. gets like I'm sick and stuff I'm interested but um, I, I could never that. make that but um, I wouldn't mind <laughs> making a fan film I could probably do a fan film of that hey, but um, yeah. why not That that's my ultimate um, movie idea okay. oh, oh can I add one more go for it man okay so <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting excited now. No, that's the whole point. This is um in um like I said, I coined the word schlocky kind of movie. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. is how I would do the Super Mario Schlock, Brothers two yeah. movie. All right. Oh, it's a sequel because yeah. we got teased with it with that you know little cliffhanger at the end. I know exactly. Like, we what never I do. we never got delivered. Oh man, <laughs> Mario fanboys, strap in. Here we go. Oh, I'm ready. Um, so this is what I had. It would pick up exactly where it left off. Of course, Bob Hoskin is dead. We can re- um dead um rest in peace. We can recast him. You know, we can recast a lot or, of characters. Or do the CGI you know, Rogue oh, One treatment? I'm oh, kidding. Jesus. Don't don't do that. Oh, don't no, do that. No, no, no. That's a joke, folks. <laughs> so this is what happened. It pick up exactly where it left off. Everyone's seen it, right? You've yeah. seen it, right? You so, know how that ends. Um. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Chris, no. we might have to do that <laughs> yeah. um, soon here. It, Charles actually has it. Well, yeah, either or, it just ends where they have to go back because something you wouldn't believe would happen, kind of thing. Gotcha. Setting up for a sequel. Okay, anyway, yeah. so this is what happened, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's an alternate dimension, right? Yeah. To the humans, that means that there's an alternate dimension. Uh, there's an alternate version of Mario and Luigi. So this is where we get Paper Mario, Paper Luigi. No, <laughs> this is where we get. Um, oh, I can't think of his name. Who's the guy who played the Penguin in Batman Returns? Danny oh, DeVito. Danny yeah. DeVito as Wario, and we get Waluigi. So they're what, the okay, alternate what would be versions. Waluigi. I'm not sure. I I oh, I was thinking about it, but I forgot. Um, but we can talk about that. If you yeah, want. yeah. Of um, well, thank you for casting choice, but. Either or, they're the ones, um, since Dennis Hopper um, died, right, in the yeah. first movie. Adrian Brody as Waluigi. Oh, <laughs> I can oh, see wow. like this huge mustache. That's a, that's a good one. <laughs> exactly. I love this already. But um, because he's gone, they are going to try to take over Koopa Tower, right, and try to take over because there's no leader now, right? Yeah. So they go into, because there's the de-evolve chamber, right? They right. go into like the failed experiment chamber, and they release oh, the sun beautiful. from Super Mario 3, but it's like a giant <laughs> gross monster thing. They get all the it's quirky like monsters. And- stuff like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like that and to keep in spirit of the first movie but yeah. all the all the monsters from like classic video uh, from the classic mario games would be there all you know like shy guys and yeah Koopas but and they'd be like, like all gross and stuff because they're ex- yeah. they're failed experiments and that would be my pitch for the second super mario would you have movie. yoshi still as like an actual like little tiny like velociraptor Ooh, dinosaur would you actually like have it as like big nose green yoshi like, are you ready that we all know and love yeah I'm ready. We would keep the original Yoshi, but they'd use the de-evolve gun, but evolve him so he's bigger so Mario can ride him. And he or, would have blue shoes instead or, of red. <laughs> or, or, hang on here. Or you have the little one eat a couple enemies, and then he becomes regular Yoshi. Oh, Just like in Super Mario World. Like, his, you see a little smaller Yoshi, and, yeah. like, you feed him a bunch of Koopas, and then suddenly he becomes regular Yoshi. Exactly. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I would make it um, rated R, just because that's funny. Why not? That's hilarious. Why not? We, that's just hilarious to Mario me. fans that are adults. Why not give it to us? But not, like, I don't mean, like, in the sexual nature. I mean, like, in the violent nature. Like a Grindhouse yeah. film, because it's, 
I just think yeah. it's funny. I, think I don't know awesome. why. I think yeah. that's hilarious. I'm, I'm, I'm for this. Just because I'm embracing that the, the, the schlock and yeah. silliness of the first movie, and I we know it's bad, but I wouldn't make it bad. I try to oh. make it good. You, you know what's actually funny? So I think it's pretty much confirmed. Uh-huh. Um, but there's actually a scene where Mario and Luigi are at a club in the movie. Found there's a dance the club. club. <laughs> yeah. And there's a bunch of like really like you know seductive people dancing really close and hot and sweaty and stuff like that you know. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is that there's a lot of production problems with the movie being made and stuff. Oh God, yeah. Do you know where they got these extras to be, you know, on the dance floor? Oh, I don't know if I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They were desperate and they wanted to get people with experience with oh, going boy. to clubs like this. So you get. People um, that were, you know, former or current strippers, prostitutes, you name yeah. it. There was actually oldest true. profession in the world. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> That's that, there's so I'm, many layers I'm, to that movie's production. It, it's it's insane. It's like that, I'm, I'm like 99% sure that is confirmed. But like, it I is. just think it's hilarious. It I think I remember reading it in like trivia. But uh, there's a there's an article in Nintendo Power when that was still going around. That was like the whole production thing. And I think there might have been a documentary. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, there was a lot of crazy stuff. And the fact that it took place, um, they filmed it in a, a factory. And it doesn't even yeah. look like a factory in the it's movie. Insane. They did such a good job with the set design, but um, yeah, the movie is. Um, I love the movie. What about but, what about you, Chris? What yeah. what game would you like to adapt into a movie? Oh, well, good or bad? Yeah, it depends what you yeah. want. Stanley Kubrick's Bioshock. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would That'd be pretty cool. sweet. That'd be weird. Uh, mm-hmm. It's okay. It's not original. I know there's plenty of people who've said who've said this one too. And honestly, I'd say the timing isn't right anymore. I'd say that we neither. It either had to have been done a while, like maybe five, six years ago, or it would need to be done once we're over the uh, zombie thing. Um, I think that The Last of Us would. I thought you were going to say Resident Evil. Oh, they are. They are actually doing. (laughs) Reportedly, they are doing movies. That's right. So that's why it's kind of like okay, but 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 now I'm not sure the timing is right because it feels like we're oversaturated with zombies and we're. It feels too soon. Yeah, and like plus the, the movie that's in production, not your idea. I'm just yeah. saying, like, I feel like it's too soon to do that. And they have the second one coming out, I think, like next year or something like that, yeah. Yeah. 2019. Yep. And then, like, you know, they have so much, like, on them right now. It already feels cinematic in a way, too. Mm-hmm. The like, game is literally a movie. So it's kind of exactly. easy to adapt in a way. And so that's, yeah, kind of what I'm getting at is, like, I really, those are my favorite kind of games, those, like, mm-hmm. cinematic story, heavy, heavy investment into the story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, gameplay has never been really that big of a deal to me. It's always been, oh, does it have a good story? Can I get hooked on it? Right. Um, but I, th- I think Bioshock, man, what a freaking great world that would <laughs> yeah. be to explore. That'd be really hard. And with the right director, yeah. you yeah. can very, very really hard. make well, it. Well, here's the thing. The right art direction, too. It had. It actually was going to be in development. Mm-hmm. And the guy who did, um, Gore Verbinski, the guy who did the Pirates of the Caribbean films, the yeah. original three, he was actually set to direct it, and it was going to be a hard R rating. And, like, it was actually going to be, you know, pretty brutal in a sense. Yeah. However, that's... I actually was originally going to pick Bioshock. I'm not going to do it anymore. Um, I have another one in mind. But the thing is, is that the difficulty with some of these games is that, like, I absolutely love RPGs. And I love, like, you know player choices yeah now with bioshock it, it kind of okay i'm not gonna reveal it but like it's kind of hard to adapt that to a movie like because yeah. the game is so centered on player choice player action player well, decisions and stuff and like you know especially <clears throat> with the little sisters like you know have to like yeah. 
you know, save it or harvest it. Like it's like you know, that, and that kind of brings me to what I, what I'm I'm gonna get at here is you know you guys not just in this episode but several episodes people have said oh have you seen this movie have you seen this movie and most of the time my answer is no and basically <laughs> what I'm getting at is I've become over the past couple of years more of a, a TV show series guy yeah and mm-hmm. less movies I watch the movies way less now more development I, of the characters because there's more stuff. time to yeah. develop you're gonna say exactly and, what I was gonna say and flesh out plots so that's why yeah, some of these ideas I'm like I'd rather see a TV series of Bioshock I yeah. was literally gonna say well, that. Okay, here, here's the thing, though. Because you can face or Last both of, us. of those choices. So, I meant Last of Us, though. I think oh, that would be better. Oh, Last of Us would be good. But, so, um, so I was going to get at here is that if they did do a TV series or a movie, I, if I was to choose it, I would rather have it not be a direct adaptation, but rather a side story or kind of an interpretation like, you know, of that's safe. like how things yeah. occurred and like still be in that same universe. I like that so, like, too. you know. For example, um, in Bioshock, you know, the fall of Rapture, you know, we only see a little bits and pieces in Bioshock Infinite's DLC with Burial at Sea, which yeah. I absolutely think is amazing. No spoils. Yeah. There's so I, much. I, I haven't played Yeah, yet. there's um, so much lore there that you wouldn't even need to go with the main story of the Bioshock oh, yeah. games. You could take a totally different protagonist or, you I know, played someone one. who's kind of a little bit of both, pro, yeah. you know, protagonist and, and antagonist. And you're able to explore some of these, you know, um, environments that you're used to, that you've been through, but through different eyes. Yep. And I think I that's a com- great completely agree. example of that and once again you're doing something that people are familiar with but people aren't like you know exactly gonna be like hey that's wrong that shouldn't be done like that because like you're not gonna please 100 percent of your audience no matter what you do and like i feel like it's a little bit more difficult to do direct adaptations yeah and just do like side stories or you know connections to the you know the game's world that's still canon in a sense you know, like guess. you don't have to worry about like being like, exact you, you know, know what's up that's <laughs> yeah definitely i wasn't thinking straight adaptation at all actually yeah. i was insinuating like a story within that world in yeah. that yeah. setting because yeah. adaptation that game was tailored towards the player's perspective that's why it's a mm-hmm. first person game it's all towards yeah. your what you choose so you're definitely right on that sorry uh, I well say. i guess the the one uh, hiccup would be that the splicers the other human characters are all kind of insane so you would yeah. need a, like a little even if it's only a couple others maybe survivors down there that have some sanity or you're able to have character development instead of exactly that's just that i don't recognize that they make noises like that but uh (laughs) you know uh and all kinds of other crazy (laughs) i'm kidding kidding. (laughs) crazy things so it's like you need more character development than that then i'm just looking for drugs or have Mm. kind of similar to the first game but like have an outsider come into rapture for a specific reason not necessarily for you know like refuge or you know anything i like can see that. it as like riches. a project of taking rapture back like they've sent other like a like couple teams down and there's already some established kind of like, like base down there to try and take it back and like salvage the city if you kind of like the like some sort of squad from like the u1 or something like that is you know tailored to go down in there and be like hey you can't do this whatever and then they're like oh wait they did a job for us. Never mind. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> there was um a video game movie that I was disappointed that was never made. Yeah. Uh, literally made me cry. I'm not even like kidding. Like it literally made me cry when I heard this wasn't going through. Um. So originally, George A. Romero was supposed to do the first Resident Evil movie, and he said he was going to be so oh, faithful oh that gosh, he was even going to take. Great. He was going to oh. take shot. You know how the game for people who played the game, the first Resident Evil, they yeah. got still stationary shots. He was going to replicate those exact shots for the movie. See, that'd be interesting because like that's a. It, some people might view that as a gimmick, but like yeah. I think that's kind of cool because exactly. like that's going to be like nostalgic for people who played the. 
game, but it's also like a new way of looking at a film instead of just you know like straight cuts and like you know yeah. exactly. You know, you know, um, close-ups, you know, wide shots, whatever. Like, it's going to be something different. It's kind of like, oh, it's from the corner or it's from the bottom of the floor. Exactly. Or, you know, like, you have these, you know, sp- that points where you put the camera at. So yeah. it'd, it'd be interesting. But the studio didn't want that. So instead they wanted to make an action movie with an original character that was the most badass character in the whole thing. And which eight, turned out to be the director's wife, too. And eight films weird. later, we're what still an interesting coincidence. Spot. Exactly. <laughs> and I was so disappointed. Because I do not like those Resident Evil movies. It's fine if you do. I just want to preface that. I always say that I've every only, time. I've I only seen the first culture. one. And oh, like it are, just if you, if it didn't have the Resident Evil title in it, I wouldn't have even picked it up, honestly. Like not, yeah. like not I wouldn't even picked on it. Like, like, oh, wait, this is a Resident Evil movie. Like, you know, yeah there's names like umbrella corp and whatever but like it's literally like nothing much at all is in there there is one silver lining though and i i occasionally go back to this um he did direct the resident evil 2 commercial which was live action and it Ooh. was so cool uh but it even says in the corner directed by george a romero and it just it was so schlocky so that's why <laughs> we missed out on something so beautiful uh rest in peace george a romero um, great no. I, I i have that's mine that's really say. quick before we get into other stuff video game um, movie yes okay um, I feel like a lot of like you know games could be adapted very well animated, and oh, and I feel like this movie would be a great entry. Oh, so excited. this is actually an indie game. Um, ever heard of A Night in the Woods? Sonic the Hedgehog. I knew what you were gonna say. Oh wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? A Night in the Woods. A Night in the Woods. I've never heard oh, of this I don't one think either. I have. This game is really interesting. So it's basically like. All these characters, these people from this town, are animals in a sense, but like they dress oh, like so humans. Animal Crossing. Oh, I've heard of this. And it's take, it this. takes place in September and October, and it's this um, girl who comes back from dropping out of college, and she goes back to her Midwest hometown, and she sees that the town has kind of like kind of been in the dumps a bit, you know, financial businesses are going out and stuff like that. It's really kind of hits hard to home kind of thing, and um, you know, she sees her family like. Her mom and dad are kind of like, um, kind of like in debt a bit. You know, they can't pay off the house, and she's like seeing her friends are kind of like, like, oh, they've changed. Whatever. But like, are I've, they dogs? Like the the animals? Like there's there's like a bear. There's a um, a oh, dog. Oh, just because just I didn't a, know if they were on crocodile rough, rough times. <laughs> get out! I'm contractually Spicy. obligated to at least get fired. Yes. <laughs> get out of my apartment. Get out of my apartment. Get out. <laughs> Um, but like it's I, the way that the um, the style of the game is done, mm. like it almost already looks like a cartoon, like mm. that's like being done. And I, and I can I know I say this all the time, and most of the time I don't do it, but I can show it to you after the episode. But like I have it on my Switch, and like it's really Weather really fun. And this okay, yeah, yeah. we got to remember that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, see, this is why you're here. I have to remember. <laughs> to remember. You're the memory that I can't think of, but. But like, I feel like it'd be a really cool like animated film that could be done. It's really like a fun game. Well, okay, I I wouldn't say like you know is extremely fun, but like it's fun to experience. I, it's a good experience to go through and stuff. But uh, that's that's what I would do because like there's a lot of games out there that would be great as animated films rather than like you know live action. Because let's face it, Studio Ghibli's. Yeah. Zelda Ocarina of Time. <laughs> so, uh, Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah, basically. That's exactly right. You nailed that on oh the head gosh, right there. That game is so close. That would need to be a series. I mm-hmm. brought my Switch, by the way. Yeah. You make sure your Switch. I had to for the ride here because I live uh, quite a ways away. Yeah, yes, you do. And uh, thank you for coming here. Appreciate oh, no it. problem. I love coming here. This is a great time. <laughs> yeah, actually. thanks for driving from Alaska. Um, I mean, that was wow. <laughs> 
it was Japan. All right, don't make it seem. I want to live in Japan. Yeah. Speaking of Japan, I feel like you have a lot of experience over there in this land of the rising sun. Yeah. Hajime mashite yoroshiku onegaishimasu. Watashi wa taira dekumen desu. Game ga daisuki desu. Ano Gundam ga daisuki desu. Nihongo no reikishi ga daisuki desu. Nihongo wa mujugashi desu. Yes, um, I, I couldn't Japan. have said it better myself. Exactly. Was that good? Did that sound good? Thank you. Um, I'm studying Japanese well right now. Um, <laughs> Japanese is very, very hard. Um, I'm a weeb. I'm like, I'm not even kidding. Hey, I am a weeb. Totally people, you guys can look up what weeb is after. Yes. We, we mentioned weeb yes, a couple we did. times on the previous show. episode. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We did. I absolutely <laughs> love Japan. Um, and what happened was a long, long time ago, um, my brother ended up going to Japan just for fun. Mm-hmm. And he absolutely loved it, right? Uh, and he kept going back, and he went back to a point where he met this very amazing uh, girl named uh, Mayu. Tifa. Oh, well, yeah. Tifa. <laughs> um, <laughs> just based on what you said about the very amazing lady. girl who loved Final Fantasy VII just as oh, much as he did. Wow. Like, Isn't that what we're all looking for? She, she's yeah. already a winner in my book. <laughs> yeah, someone yeah, who and, loves um, it as much as we do. My brother is really big on Final Fantasy VII. He's uh-huh. um 30, by the way. Yeah. Um, so he was around during the time it came out. When did it come out? 1997. Yeah, oh, okay. so I was That was too. a great year for video but games. But I was, I was yeah. pretty young enough to not play uh, JRPGs. But he w- he loved that game, right? And yeah. she did too, which is cool. And um, they met each other mm-hmm. and eventually got married. So I've been to Japan tw- um, twice. I went to yeah. it for the first time to meet her. And the second time for the wedding. Which version did you want to hear? Which trip well, did you want to hear? Well, it's funny because like, you mentioned that you know, you've been there twice and stuff. Yes. And I actually planned on... Before you went your first time... Um, I'm well. I'm going to California, Los Angeles, Disneyland uh-huh. area this November. And before that, actually, instead of going there, I was going to go to Japan first. And before you had your first trip, I was planning it. Really? And then you had all your Snapchats oh. of like that whole two weeks you were down over there. I love that. And like you were like Tyler, this isn't helping. You're making me like really <laughs> antsy to go right now. Oh <laughs> but, man! Like um, think things slight plans changed and i decided to go to la instead for you know a whole week or whatever but um but i i remember all your snaps that like you know you had of that trip and it's just so amazing and i absolutely love it. but go ahead and talk about the first one because okay. like that was such an adventure itself well i'll just combine them both and have a nice little <laughs> anecdote um okay so where do i even begin um so yeah i i always loved japan and i love it even more now that i went and um i studied a little bit uh in college but I didn't think I would ever like you know get into it because it was so difficult. Oh, it's very oh, intimidating. Is it kanji right? Like that's uh, kanji the, is the there's na- like is three. Nightmare. There's, there's like millions yeah, of kanji. There's like three that you have languages that come together. I think. Yeah. There's right. um, katakana, which uh-huh. is for foreign words, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Like such as like uh, you don't need to know Japanese to understand isu krimu. So <laughs> that's katakana. That's like when we translate. <laughs> that's like you know. the lazy American approach. Yeah. <laughs> Isakrimo. Um, yeah, and uh, <laughs> come on now. There's hiragana, which is what everyone is easy to learn, you know. Yeah. Um, but they're both the same. Okay. Yeah. So they both mm-hmm. mean the same thing. And kanji is basically shortcuts. Think of hieroglyphics. That's what yeah. they are. You okay, got to memorize yeah. hieroglyphics. So it's kind of like you know, just like a signal, basically. Like, oh hey, this is what we're talking about, but we, we don't exactly. want to waste much energy of exactly. like actually showing and telling it. And there's so, so many. It's it's yeah. ridiculous. I don't. I don't um, mean to brag or anything, but. Oh, you know, I uh, I did a little bit of Duolingo. I've uh, watched Japan. Anime. I've gotten that. past the first three challenges of uh, <laughs> jo- Japan, Japanese, and Duolingo. So yeah. I'm, I'm kind of there with you. Uh, the hardest thing that was um, for me to learn in Japanese, so very very hard, is their R's are pronounced 
completely different than what I yeah. thought they were. Yeah. The mispronunciation that Americans do, of course, is arigato. There's mm-hmm. no re. There's no re in Japan. All their ri's and stuff like that is pronounced ri. So, so it's arigato. So like, I, I feel like because like there's a lot of people who mispronounce Akira and like you know people say Akira, Akira, Akira. instead. So like I can see like how yeah. that can is a bit different. And so it's it, like it, a it I. Was, I like it's I. um it's like it's like an L. It's like a R and an oh, L combined. Okay. D. Yeah. It's really yeah, hard. And um it's funny because there's a lot of things that I realize that everyone's been t- pronouncing wrong. Like uh, I didn't get to that what do you think this? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the uh, for uh, for you guys pronounce the main character of Street Fighter? Uh. Ryu. Chun Li. <laughs> you win. Yeah, um, what was funny That's is everyone's like, oh, I love, uh, uh, oh, I can't even say it regular anymore. Ryu. Ken. People say like Ryu or Ryo and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I go it's, right. Yeah, it's like Ryu. Ryu. It's Ryu. You, oh, Ryu. so the R is basically silent. Okay. Ryu. Ryu. And Ryu. it's funny because if you play the game Ryu. Shenmue, which just came out, the main character is Ryu Hazuki. And the American... Um, English, uh, what's the word? Voice actors are like, yeah. oh, hi, yo. And it's so funny. <laughs> but that's how you say the name. It's you. Yeah. Hey, huh. yo, Hazuki. That's I, cool. I didn't even think about it's that. It's really cool, but it's so hard. Yeah. But um, that's all I had to say about that. Anyway, <laughs> Japan. Well, let's start with the plane ride that I literally want to die every time. 14 oh, hours. 14? 14 hours. 14. Oh, I could handle 13. Okay, 14, so like, did I you sleep most of the way? Or I did couldn't. You, oh, so you're one of those uh, because, people who can't. Well, I'm not afraid of heights, but I'm afraid of, I'm Closed very claustrophobic. Faces, yeah. Like, very, very close faces. Close places. <laughs> Especially tunnels, you know? And yeah. a plane is like one giant tunnel, right? Yeah. It, it makes me dizzy, so I have I to... Um, Same way. I have to be next to... A, a, a window and it's got to be flying during the day because when I'm moving I want to know that I'm moving so I can right. look at the window uh, I'm just a very thing. nervous uh, flyer um, but you know you get used to it and of course there's movies now we live in like the 20th yeah. Oh, yeah. The, like, the 20th see I'm the opposite I'll take the hall, like the aisle seat because like you get that you can kind of get a little extra room I'm, I'm more of a window person I like to see I need what to I'm flying I, I, I get claustrophobic I need to know I can yeah. get up and move as no, that's soon as I can I, I totally same. understand what trains, that, yeah. but I'm cars, sitting with my parents so they can planes like I need now. to be in the, the window man I can't yeah. be in the, in the I hate middle. being so close I really wish airlines would go back on go. this whole make cram everybody hey, in, like sardines that's why you go first class buddy well yeah exactly <laughs> you need big bucks I wish that. we would get a little humanity back and give people some freaking room again and then just realize people still need to fly so the money will be there we just don't need to get filthy rich off of it yeah exactly you know like give, <laughs> us, give us like 18 inches of leg room again or whatever that was where it's like no but 16 now yeah. or, or something like that they've, they've been shrinking it over the past couple of years uh, but I was saved because um movies so i was yeah. like oh thank god lord of the rings trilogy i'm saved there you go. that's, yeah. both, that's you know both, what most I mean? of the flight right there you know exactly <laughs> so i was okay with that and i had my switch playing 2d games that's extends the, its that's what i'm gonna you know, do on my flights to california is yeah. actually Perfect. gonna use my switch basically the switch whole time. is a game changer it, oh yeah it is uh, <laughs> got, did i tell you to leave yet or <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 but uh the switch was good and uh movies of course so i was fine but once you hit like the 10 hour mark it, it's really bad it's <laughs> oh like, yeah is it even worth going here? I uh-huh. uh, the same thought goes to my head every time. Every it doesn't matter. <laughs> and it's not stop it's like, too. Like, is it worth it? Well, mine. Um, thankfully, it was just going to a plane and then going to another place. But it's still okay. You know, so there, still, there was some. It wasn't okay. constant. There were still stops, but the biggest one was from California all the way to Japan. Right. Which yeah, that's, um, this is all calm blue ocean. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, um, I don't <laughs> that's a, sleep because it's just a nightmare. That's, yeah, that's, but anyway, that's a fear of so mine. Um, <laughs> when we landed. Um, everyone always asks me the same question, and I unfortunately have to answer no. I have not seen Mount Fuji yet, and do you know why? Why? 
the pollution. I couldn't see Ooh. it, and I felt oh, so bad. I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it. The smog is pretty bad. There's that much air pollution there. Well, it's not like I'm not talking like Silent Hill level, but I'm talking like you can tell that it's obviously there's pollution because it's a smog. giant mountain, and I'm like looking for it, and I'm yeah. like really, I'm pretty close. I'm like in Tokyo. You so know? is this like you know Los Angeles in the '90s smog kind of thing? Or are we talking like just you know? just briefly obscure as it kind of thing because like that was like a really heavy stuff back then i'm um, like, not obscuring it's more of it's literally like draw dish draw distance in a video game where it's like okay you're not gonna see beyond uh, a couple yeah. it's hard for me to explain it's not it's not as bad as i'm making so it's it not but PS1 it's definitely fog. there no <laughs> no no more like it's the not land like that. of can't see none <laughs> <laughs> um there's actually something i want to talk about so i I took a trip to Chicago uh, last November. Very and I, similar to Japan. Yeah. <laughs> well, in one way. Um, <laughs> my The way I went over there is by train, and I absolutely love train travel. I think it's so awesome. And Japan has quite a few trains over there. I'm kind of oh, wondering God. how was the experience okay. with trains because it's totally different from... We're definitely... Yeah, I definitely have an answer for that. Um, think of the worst nightmare you've ever had. <laughs> All the train lines are in kanji, which we just talked about. Yeah. Okay, so that was very, very hard. It's I don't I don't know what it is now. So I have to get like Mayu to help like... me. My um my sister in law to help me. There's, oh, no, there's no indication like except anywhere. for well, all the names are in Japanese regardless. Even like if a, it's in English, is there like an audio sure. signal or something? Uh, there is like... an audio signal, but some of the and what's thankful is a lot of the major lines, like the the major ones that go around Tokyo. Yeah, they are all electronic like you can see it on the screen so you know and sometimes they mm. do put it in English which is good yeah. but I'm talking about the train lines that are local that Ooh. have it like on like plastered, like plastered you yeah. know so you have to like listen and sometimes they're not in English and mm-hmm. it's really really scary so um, because the train line can make a difference of like going all the way to the other side of like hmm. the city I mean, and stuff you know I also want to just like take a moment to think of like how awesome and how like almost thankful Americans or people English speakers should be that the language yeah. is so popular that even places where English isn't the main language there's still traces of it mm-hmm. even yeah. in places I like a, this I'm oh yeah I'm very thankful for that exactly yeah. <laughs> but um, no the train is the scariest part and I was when we got off the plane we had to figure out the train system yeah. just to get where we were going we were staying in a place called Matsudo mm-hmm. because they use this thing uh, they have Airbnb of course right so we stayed um, in this house so uh, right away um, Japan basically has two different flavors to it okay mm-hmm. you have like a kind of nice like I, I prefer it right urban kind of area you know yeah. where people are uh, walking their dogs you know not interacting you know they have the shops mm-hmm. they're crazy on 7-Eleven over there like oh, 7-Eleven really? is on like literally every single corner like, and they and don't KFC too uh, I heard KFC. There's a lot of KFCs. I have seen a lot of KFCs. But there's a lot of 7-Elevens, but there's no slushies there. It's literally like a convenience store. Is it really a 7-Eleven if it doesn't have slushies? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Too. Yeah. I was answering the same question. <laughs> but um, no, there's like uh, the 7-Elevens are very prominent, and that's where I ate most of the times because they had packaged sandwiches. Yeah. Because I'm not big on fish. I, so. I actually, when I was planning my trip to Japan originally, uh-huh. like I was looking at you know cheaper places to like you know yeah. do stuff, and they actually recommended like not ordering food mostly at restaurants but rather at convenience stores like uh-huh. 7-Elevens like that so it's interesting that you said that because yeah. like I feel like a lot of people who want to save money would just shop there instead exactly and 100 yen for a sandwich that's uh, like a buck wow whoa 100 yen yeah it's really cheap it's perfect that's- pretty cool maybe 120 yen <laughs> but yeah it's very fortunate for like travelers and stuff like that mm-hmm. but uh yeah that's the first flavor where it's like a nice it's hard to explain the best way i can explain for gamers is if you played shenmue it's exactly that oh, the first oh, one. that's cool it's ex- yeah. it's literally uncanny it's exactly like that now um, um the second flavor 
my all-time flavor is uh, Akihabara, which mm. is nerd capital of the world. Uh, I'm yeah. talking 17 floors of arcade oh. cabinets. I'm talking classic is, video game is, shops. This is what I wanted to hear. People I'm talking um, my favorite one. There's so um, I don't know what it's called, but it's just like levels and levels of figurines and models i couldn't Ooh. even look at them all because i'm a huge uh figurine collector yeah mm-hmm. uh, but if you go to japan go to akihabara i'm talking about the akihabara. square right. akihabara uh, electric town as it's called Ooh. um oh, but awesome. the square enix cafe <gasps> the gundam cafe oh, this dude, is get, all there mario dude, kart right you're getting um, me excited right now. exactly <laughs> so everyone has to go to akihabara what you imagine tokyo being in like films and stuff like that or anime or video games mm-hmm. that's what you imagine Akihabara is like that fake Tokyo fake look Tokyo. like you know like the neon signs and everything <laughs> yeah. um, I have a lot of pictures of me in Tokyo yeah. um, the one with the Gundam though isn't in Akihabara I wish it was that would be a dream right. but um, yeah but I prefer both they're both like um, flavors referring mm-hmm. to like the nice urban calm setting where everyone's mm-hmm. you know nice and stuff like that going yeah. to shrines and then you have nerds everywhere and right. weebs attacking you the one from thing America. did you see a lot of weebs that's another question yeah. I had no, well, I was there- like the Aren't they mostly shut-in anyways, like the otakus are? Um, I know there's a different meaning of otaku outside Japan and inside Japan. Inside Japan is like a different kind. Like they're kind of more like um, in – I don't know how to – I don't want to say it incorrectly, but just like they're – closed off from everybody kind of thing uh, um like so there's the a name th- for it I think. the thing about uh, otakus is that um we use it very jokingly in america mm-hmm. but otaku is literally like bad like yeah. that's like the shut-ins you don't like want to we're uh, internet thing. cafes not talking to people i'm assuming i don't know right but the thing exactly. about um japanese culture that i very, uh, that i love is that um i'm omniverted uh so i like being with people yeah and i love being by myself uh if people have seen my instagram posts yeah uh, I'm literally in my room watching Gundam. I'm literally <laughs> building models. I'm playing video games, and I love it. Oh yeah, I have no problem with That's doing awesome. that. I don't have any. But like, you're also regrets. open as well. I am open, you're, you know, so which is great. Um, but social. in Japan, every single person that I asked for help was incredibly kind. You know what I mean? We, we need more of that around here. No, you would yeah. not believe the kindness in Japan was like <clears throat> next level. It was crazy. So, so uh, it makes me like sad. So, what a sweet like a uh, culture, you know, yeah. of just. Um, what's the what's another word for chivalry honor yeah. you know what i mean there's yeah. so much honor you there you know honor. and well, that, it's uh, that's, so nice because well, you know west uh eastern eastern culture you know they're more like you know it's more of a community effort you know they you know talk about honor mm-hmm. like you're helping others out and while their western culture is more like you know individualistic kind of thing right. yeah, that's a whole another topic to go into but like you know i can totally see like you know japan embracing that ideology in a sense. exactly and the great thing about japan uh, not to veer off point because i wanted to mention where i was staying which is going to be really funny <laughs> but um, um the thing see about japanese there. that i've learned because i'm huge on i said in the introduction that i said uh that means i love japanese history including Japanese films and the thing about Japanese film Mm. and cultures and you know this in Final Fantasy games is Mm -hmm. that in America we're huge on like the Han Solo type characters the people who are like the rogue kind of character you know we love um that guy from Walking the Dead. Who's the guy from Walking Dead? Oh, that's Daryl. Um, he's got like Darryl. a he's yeah. got like a very Boba Fett kind of feel to him. You know, yeah, everyone loves Boba crossbow. Fett. You know, everyone's like by themselves. Like, you know, I can be that. Person. <laughs> yeah. you know, kind exactly. Of, yeah. uh, but as Han Solo is the perfect uh, example I can give. You know, the Rangers um, mm-hmm. in Japan they're huge on collaborative stuffs like together, like yeah. Seven Group Samurai. Effort. 
literally all the Final Fantasy games. Yeah, it's yeah. friendship is like a huge thing in Japan, and I always like yeah. that in like movies. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, what's my favorite one? Oh, Houseu House. Um, I got that. I love that movie. That's one of my favorite movies, mm-hmm. by the way. It's so but insane. It's dude. big on like friends, you know. Yeah. It's and I just always thought that was interesting because a lot of their movies is just about <laughs> friendships, you know, yeah. and conquering the. You can't conquer the evil by yourselves, you know. You know, I, it's just so strange because and it's Zelda. Yeah, right? yeah. But I, Mario. I, I was just thinking of that one scene in House where they had the uh, floating head. Oh, <laughs> that movie is it's in, it's insane, dude. Well, it's interesting you say that. Um, you know, there's like kind of this togetherness because there's also this kind of like weirdness with social norms that Japan kind of has. And what, I, what I'm getting is, I, I was you know reading a little bit of like interesting facts about Japan. I don't know how true they are. I can see it right now. I know I got it up on my phone. <laughs> But there's apparently like a place. There's places you can go to where it's like it's called rent a cuddle. Essentially, I've never. Where are you talking about like love hotels kind of thing? Well, no, it's not. It's like they allow male customers to sleep next to a woman for a fee. Sexual requests are not allowed, but the menu includes staring at each other for a minute or stroking the girl's hair for three minutes for a thousand yen each. Okay. Huh. Yeah, I've heard of this. So it's I've interesting where it's like all about the group, and I I don't doubt that because I've seen that uh, mm. displayed as well. But then it's, yeah. by the same token, you also have things like that where it's like but maybe it's just maybe well, you know we're, it's we're, just weird from our lens yeah i was about to say like you know we're a different culture you know yeah. we're looking at this through our lens rather than from their lens like the idea of, of thing, like so it's just I, I can't even look at myself in the eyes for a minute and i was like <laughs> <laughs> i mean I'm, i'd rather you know it's another know the person more before i start doing that so it's kind of like it, you know i mean and granted that's kind of i guess the from an outsider's perspective who's never been to Japan but I've always wanted to yeah. you kind of see this the two sides of Japan where you have the we work all the time we work till mm-hmm. our death in some instances and yeah. then at night we just let it all out yeah. and we just become the biggest party animals uh, on the planet you know just um, saying that right now oh, we got to plan a trip to Japan eventually I, you know yeah. I was going to go that. I was going to go for the 2020 Olympic Games oh, I'm I definitely I said that. I said to hey, myself maybe we should like meet up at some point oh we will we, I'll, I'll get my friends to go with me because I'm yeah it's not my last time I'm going there because now I have family there exactly yeah. you have a, oh, you have a couch s- to crash I'm on so ex- sorry we interrupted you what were you going to say I got so much to say no really I honestly do I'm so excited no it's fine um I know what you're talking about, like that whole outsider perspective. Yeah, Japan's another world. Once you go there, you'll understand Mm -hmm. how completely different it actually is. Yeah, it's Um, one of my places I've wanted to go. Oh, it's so beautiful too. I haven't seen the outside. Like I've only seen the city version. I haven't seen yeah, like the real stuff. The Japan countryside looks so nice in pictures. um, Yeah, I can't wait, and eventually that will happen. Um, So anyway. uh, Moving on, of course, because we'll be here for days. Me talking about Japan. Um, I just love this. I just love the feeling of it because um, just being there and knowing it's safe. Because you mentioned the night thing. This is going to blow your mind. I absolutely loved it. <laughs> um, we were walking home because what me and my dad would like to, uh, what me and my dad do in Japan as a tradition is we just walk in one direction and just keep going. Mm-hmm. You just literally like keep going. Like there's no, it just totally aimless and exactly. there's like no just keep destination. Going. Just to see where we would find, right? Yeah. And uh, we were walking home and it was 2 a.m. and there were kids that were four years old playing soccer in the middle of the street hmm. do you have any idea how safe japan is it is so, so was, stri- safe it's eerie like the best way the best feeling like, i can describe it right is um it's like being in your living room but outside it's yeah. that comfortable that's like 1980s that's, parenting 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, just come back when the lights are out. I mean, it's like but it, no regulation at all. It's it's one of those things you have to be there to experience it. Yeah. But it's I've never been in such a safe place. You're you're not going to get mugged. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's like everyone like I said it's that honor thing. It's every, everyone honors what they're doing. But I, a slight uh, correction on your party at night. Um everyone, it's like groundhog's day, right? going to work and i'm seeing people coming back you know going to work coming uh-huh. back it's just very work you know i don't see a lot of people um i mean i don't know what people do in their homes guess, but it's like yeah i guess i'm referring it, to a, an episode of uh anthony bourdain's going uh you know uh, parts unknown where he yeah. goes to japan and he just oh. shows the like i guess underbelly of japan well not like un- i don't mean in, like, in the, a bad, the bad way. way but like right. the party scene of japan and oh no it's just exactly. like there's a totally different crowd scene exactly know, compared to like you know what most people experience you know in the upper part because like from what you're saying you know you're only experiencing it from the street level exactly. you know there's 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 buildings so, everywhere and like yeah. anything can happen in those buildings right. so. i don't know i i don't know i was just thinking more the the, the impression i get is that work is very very important yeah, to definitely. the japanese yeah. and i just um that's how i saw it because purpose you yeah. know like you know you're putting effort into building this community and you're helping being it sustained and stuff. Exactly. And I, I kind of respect that. I I, that's awesome. the kind of model I, think I cool. really respect and appreciate the, mm-hmm. you know, making sure you're, you're looking out for each other where that's mm-hmm. the number one priority. I think right. that's right. good because then if you fall on hard times, you have somebody looking out for you. Exactly. Yeah. That's like, you know, you, you need a helping hand every once in a while. And yeah. it's like kind of nice to have that with your friends, family, yeah. maybe even strangers to an extent. You know, like, exactly. I think it's yeah. good to have. Um, but travel does broaden the mind. I did want to leave on that remark, but uh, moving on Airbnb. So I was staying with my brother my first trip when he was dating uh, uh, Mayu and this is the most amazing thing ever the Airbnb was literally the first place we stayed at was a traditional Japanese house oh, with the sliding wow. doors and yeah. stuff this is what was funny about it so it was very authentic right you had to take off your shoes of course and you can walk mm-hmm. and it had that sinky bamboo stuff I got to sleep on the floor which was so comfortable nice. really and, uh, yeah and it was very I, cool I always look at that stuff and I think man that's kind of uncomfortable and uh, Japanese I want to say uh, it's. I think it's rude when you're talking about other cultures and say oh that's weird it's not weird. okay it's different that's fair that's exactly fair. i want to say yeah. that uh, the <clears throat> thing that's different in japan unique is um unique is that yeah. there's like no chairs and i mean that in a sense of like yeah. um there's no park benches yeah because like nowhere to sit the tables are very you know low to the ground and stuff and most people sit you know cross-legged you know at their homes and usually so yes yeah. I, I can see that and the big thing is that um we were like there's no park benches, like no benches like out in public and we come to realize that loiter loitering in japan is uh, hugely frowned upon basically we've gotten yelled at for just staying in one position for too long and i think i'm just doing this on speculation i think the reason why is because there's so many people yeah that it's gonna there's get that famous up. intersection in downtown it, tokyo that moving. like um that's like totally like you know cross is people crossing yeah. guess who was there i yeah. got a video i'll have to show you i was there yeah with the tokyo drift <laughs> yeah yeah scene. yeah i went there that's on near Oh no, that's is that Shinjuku? I don't know. Uh, it's close to Akihabara. You know, maybe you would know more sure. than me. <laughs> but uh, anyway, no, no, no. And um, the thing is, is that I remember that um, really being like a huge thing on my legs when we were walking. Mm-hmm. There was nowhere to sit. I mean, you can't just sit on the floor. It's rude, you know. Right. And there's police officers who are like, nope, nope. You got to keep moving. You know, just, just have to fonzie lean against everything. And even coming home, there's well, like, well, the place we were staying at, we had to be on our knees, which was fine. I was comfortable, you know. Yeah. But it was different. You know, it was very different, and um, it was crazy. I loved it. Well, but I couldn't if, if sleep in the house. If we had known that, for... we, wouldn't, we wouldn't have given you a chair for the... <laughs> yeah, exactly. You <laughs> want to make sure you're comfortable here. Yeah. <laughs> you're... But, uh, I, uh, there was nights I couldn't sleep, and I'll mm-hmm. tell you why. Yeah. You know why? Why? I'll tell you right now. The grudge 
That's what it looked like. <laughs> oh. It looked like a nightmare house to me oh, because awesome. I played so many Japanese horror video games, yeah. and the tra- they take place in those traditional houses, and yeah. it was really scary at night. I'm honest to God, I was really terrified. I got used to it, but it was like, uh, what is it, Juan the? Uh, no, not Juan the Grudge, the Just, Ring, the yeah, Ring. Yeah. It was terrifying, mm-hmm. but I loved it. I loved the experience <laughs> of it. But um, it was um a beautiful house. Um, there was a lot of spiders, which was hey, was yeah, they're, they're helping you out, you know, getting rid of uh, unwanted insects and pests. Yeah, I'm so. I'm a big fan of spiders. I'm not one yeah. of those. I yeah, I, I call them, them spider. Bros. I let them chill, spider yeah. bros. Yeah, That's there was like that one yeah. spider that um that was in my apartment the other week when we were playing D and D. And like you're like, hey, he's kind of hanging from your TV. I'm like, okay, that's kind of insectable. Okay, like yeah. I couldn't like crush them. Like I, I didn't have <laughs> the heart to get outside. rid of. Them. Yeah, I just let him like, I'm like, hey, yep. here you go, bud. You know, like you did your work. You know, yeah. come in anytime you want, but just you know, you know, don't freak anybody out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so we stayed in that house, and then we stayed in a hotel, which was like, you know, it was on a bed and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. so it was fine. This is my favorite part of the story. I was walking in Japan. Yeah. And Japan was like, hello, Tyler. I was like, hey, Japan, how's it going? <laughs> Wait, and they're what? like. Tyler, do you like Gundam? And I was like, yeah, it's pretty cool. And Japan's like, no, you like Gundam. And I was like, I do like Gundam. (laughs) And then um, you wouldn't believe it. Like, I love giant robots, okay? Uh Um, Actually, one of the previous topics I wanted to do for this was mechs, you know, because I have Mm -hmm. a huge, huge love for mechs. But if I didn't go to Japan, I wouldn't like Gundam as much as I did. Um, But it got me into Gundam when um, I bought my first model. And I was like, wait. Oh, I want this model because there's they got model store uh, Gundam model stores where you can buy all these figurines. Yeah, got obsessed. Started watching the show when I was in Japan, and it was just perfect, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was I was huge with English into subtitles. Uh, maybe <laughs> sub dub. <laughs> I, I can't watch anime uh, dubbed anymore. Yeah, it's I, I obnoxious. can't it, There's only yeah. very rare few cases. Really? Where exactly. I, like, I can only dub. do dubbed. Mm-hmm. I, man, that's that's interesting because kind of the reverse well, end of the, 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 way, the way. Yeah. It's not to cut off here, but like the way I. The way I like sub so much, and this even counts for movies in a sense too, is that like you know, there's more emotion put into the original intent exactly. of the way it was drawn. That's you know, how like, it was supposed or to, or the way it was like filmed with yeah. you know real you know actor, just, foreign actors, whatever. You're like I, you know, if you want something out in the background, like yeah, I'll put it on dub. But like you know, if I'm yeah. actually like focused on it, like I want the original intent. Usually. I just get too I'm distracted by subtitles, so oh, I'm not fair. I'm not looking so, at the action. I'm not looking at the the people's faces who are expressing the emotion. So that's yeah. why, for me personally, I go yeah. dub. No, which is which is totally fine. You know, there's act- dubbing has become a lot better since like the '90s. So like right. it's, it has it has it has they yeah. take it more seriously, especially mm-hmm. like. But I do. But yeah. if I did have a preference, it would be sub over dub. Exactly. I'm not saying I just became being pretentious, but just like yeah. you know, it's I, I do have reasons for it. But anyways, sorry. But um, no, I got into Gundam, and I've uh, I've so far I've watched all of Gundam Seed, the original series, which I have on Blu-ray. Uh, the mm-hmm. second series, uh, just a whole bunch Gundam Build Fighters, just all of them. I just oh man, it's so fun. <laughs> yeah, well, and you got and the shirt. I just on never right stopped. Now too. Oh yeah, yeah it's I had to. pretty dope. I like that. Thank yeah. you. I had to get the shirt to prove that I was there at least. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I got a photograph, but I like people to be like, um, what? But, Gundam's um, been around since yeah. what the seventies? Uh, Nineteen seventy-nine, I think, late seventies. Yeah. if I remember it, the first I, one, the I, Universal I, Sanctuary started. Yeah, that's that's pretty long time. That's it's coming on oh, yeah. forty years coming up next year. Oh yeah, without a doubt. It's, I bet they're going to be doing something really cool for the fortieth anniversary. I then. hope so. That would be amazing. Mm. But uh, yeah, so I got into Gundam, and of course, um, I also got into uh, Evangelion, Ooh. which is very good, or as it's pronounced in Japan, Evangelion. 
Um, and it's very, very dark and very, very serious, but yeah. it's very, very good. I thought I about, recommend it. I actually haven't watched it, but I have a huge interest and in I want to get into it someday. I'm going like, to get it on Blu-ray. You can borrow it. <laughs> uh, it's got the original, you know, voices and everything. I'll hold you to that. It's really good. Don't worry. I want everyone <laughs> to watch that show. But um, yeah, and I started buying models for Evangelion. So my whole desk is just covered just in covered models up. now. Mm-hmm. I love being surrounded by that stuff. But uh, yeah, that's uh, th- I want to thank Japan for getting me into the, that kind of cultural stuff. And there's oh, yeah. like a lot of other tidbits like I love uh, Jinji Ito which is a horror manga artist which mm-hmm. influenced a lot of my work and stuff and all kinds of great there's a lot of things you can discover in Japan oh yeah you know and I just wanted to make sure that I emphasize that and I of course uh, the second time that I went I had to go to Odaiba which was where the model is uh, excuse me the giant Gundam statue is right yeah. and even better than that the biggest Gundam store is right next to it called the Gundam base which is Ooh. just everything and I got to see a prototype Gundam and all that and I'm not allowed mm-hmm. to say anything or I'll get <laughs> Um, okay, <laughs> anyway, so moving on. I, I but, do uh, actually yeah. have a question for you. Oh, of course. So I'm a huge fan of Studio Ghibli, and oh. I they have a museum that yes, was recently um, established oh, yeah. a couple years ago. And oh, I'm, yeah. Did you get a chance to go there? No, my brother did. Oh, how, uh, how, how, how sure. do you like it? Oh, he loved it. It's amazing because it's like their Disney World Ooh. in a sense. But uh, I haven't got a chance to do it. I would absolutely love to go I, there. Yeah, same here. I but, would um, love seeing there's a shop in Akihabara that sells Studio Ghibli, just nothing but that stuff, you know? Yeah. And uh, you would love it. The giant plushes of, of course, Totoro. Mm-hmm. And uh, my favorite is Princess Mononoke. That's Dude, one of my favorite right films. right there. Love so, what a great film. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but yeah, yeah, uh, I don't have any perception of that, sorry. Yeah. But I the, can the closest, guarantee you it's probably really good. The closest thing that I had to, like, actually like having an experience, like, you know, a lot of Studio Ghibli stuff is that I uh, went to Walt Disney World, you know, countless times but like they have a japan section they have a store that has like all um imported stuff from japan that they're able to sell and stuff and there's a huge yeah. section of like studio ghibli and like the way you were describing it that kind of reminds me of, i'm like oh yeah i remember seeing that from back then so the one thing that i did want to mention was the arcades and i don't mean like arcade cabinets i'm talking about like wait no i do mean that yeah they sorry have, they have both yeah um so when i went to akihabara i went to one of my favorite um arcade places it's got a giant sega lo- logo on it so you oh, know yeah. it's quality <laughs> you go in there right and they their their cabinets are next level like literally like a playstation 4 built into like an hd screen that plays like dissidia you know See, like, and i got like videos yeah. of me playing that and stuff like that and all sorts of stuff but the big one that you will waste your money on and be broke um this is a very dangerous thing it, i don't know what it's called though dance dance revolution yes there Wait, we go. is it that <laughs> no, no. is it that drum <laughs> it's one the, it's the crane it's the crane games have you guys heard of this uh no, are, no. are you talking about like the cranes at the bowling alleys <laughs> uh, no not dissimilar to that a little bit more enticing and more doable because these are winnable okay uh, so basically what the, um in the arcades there's like millions of these right they have these giant like glass boxes right mm-hmm. and they have these cranes okay and these really expensive, really nice models, right? Yeah. Hovering over a hole. And the point of it is to knock it over, you know? And it is so doable. This sounds really it's very, very hard to do. I feel like yeah. this was adapted to, like, a video game that, like, Nintendo did. Like, <clears throat> well, I don't know about that. Um, but I do know that there is an app that you can play on a webcam for the crane game, right? And you can do it over webcam with a laggy buffering thing. Yeah. And you can win the prizes and they'll mail it to you for free, uh, which is great, but you waste a lot of money. Right. I, yeah. I won once over the webcam and I have a video of it on my Instagram and it's <laughs> unbelievable how I won it. But uh, yeah, crane machines. And I've wasted so much money trying to get like a dragon 
uh, Quest Plush, but Ooh, they yeah. they they trick you because they kind of slightly glue it, but it's like it's like a yeah. <laughs> well not really glue. It's like it's against tape or something or something yeah, rigid is like that's gonna holding like onto it. it. But it's so doable. It is doable, but it's enticing. You know, See, these are like oh, the, the, I mean, these kind of arcade machines are like they might as well have been by EA. They're like the like, like it's one of those things where it's just there it's to like, like, a, like a vacuum cleaner sucking your money. Uh huh. It's right. like the DLC of arcades. No, exactly. But it's so worth it because I've seen people win really expensive models or loot boxes. You know? That might be better. But, loot boxes of DLC uh, or but, loot boxes of uh, an arcade. I figured yeah. out how it works though, and I don't know how I'm going to do this for the listeners. But the crane would go down right mm-hmm. and pick it up and it'd move it a little bit, uh-huh. and then you put more money. Yeah. It's a uh, one dollar a game, by the way. It's an investment, and it moves it a little bit each time. So the point of the matter is to try to find a thing where someone's moved it enough where you think you can yeah fall down and win something you Man, know that's kind of like right. some of the vending machines we had back at school it felt like you're just like investing for you the next person over and the next person behind them. it's like okay well the cheese it's are almost out <laughs> well so, uh, or or you know you could just the person will fa- definitely get definitely get them or you do the old-fashioned method with the good old foot kicked against the machine you know that's a good way yeah. to get killed did you know a lot, a lot of people die from vending that's machines true. falling and crushing that's them. true and i think yeah. they actually in japan they had those um those like little illustrations of it too which mm-hmm. segues to my next point of that <laughs> japanese just like we planned japanese news is the greatest thing i've ever seen because sometimes they animate the stuff oh really and nice. it's very quir- it's very quirky and cutesy it's honest to god it's very quirky and cutesy so, and all kinds of stuff in japan obviously it has to be with like you know interviews or like you know segmented stuff mm-hmm. that's like planned not like you know right. obviously like you know live you know like on the spot um, stuff i that'd be sure. hard to like I animate that uh, are you talking about like you know they might have some clean, go-to or emojis. About, like really crude i just know that they'd be on there like a newscast you know they'd be sitting in their chairs they'd be speaking in japanese you know ohayo gozaimasu which means good morning um yeah. very politely right and they'd be talking about it talking about it, and they're like there's a news story about a man who tried to steal um someone's phone and ran out but the bus driver hit the door and it locked his leg in there and oh. they did they did they showed a little animated short of what happened as they were describing oh, it. oh that's cool so i think if it's pre-planned you know but it's still yeah. live but yeah. i remember seeing that and i thought it was so funny i think i have a picture of it on my old phone but they were describing an incident i don't know it wasn't in japan though i don't think i think it was somewhere else yeah but they um you know they animate a lot of a lot of their stuff and i i was very entertained by it. even though i didn't understand it it's a lot of fun you know there's yeah, sitcoms it's, and it's still it's still human enough to like you get the gist of it yeah you, know, you get the idea like I was, oh I've, i can relate to this yeah, i was thinking these were like little animated emojis in the corner that oh, would no, just no, pop no. up like good morning <laughs> and it's like, like a ah, yeah. happy smiley face and then it's like it's going to be hot and then those uh, the emojis like ah like, <laughs> like like little steam coming off its head you right know? but um yeah no and a lot of the tv was very enjoyable even though i didn't understand what it is well but, uh, yeah. yeah, I actually, uh, it's funny you say that. Um, there was, I went to Mexico years ago with my family mm-hmm. and at the hotel we had Boomerang, which is uh, a subsidiary of Cartoon Network oh, where they showed man, old, yeah, old school Hanna-Barbera cartoons. And while we were there, they had wacky races on. However, they didn't have the English Boomerang. They only had Spanish Boomerang. But because I knew these cartoons so well, you know, from growing up, okay. like I already knew, well, my- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I already knew like what they were doing, or like if I didn't remember the episode, like I got the gist of it because I knew the characters and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool, like you know, I I could watch it even though language was a barrier. I can still enjoy it like you did. Is there any um, questions you guys have before I go to the wedding? My question is, let's say you're one best advice for a newcomer coming to japan because obviously you've been there twice now like what would be the best advice you can give somebody when it comes to like food or travel or like you know planning and stuff like that like what would be the best thing like for our listeners in case they want to go i will say though that um 
don't be scared. They're very open arms when it comes to helping foreigners. I wouldn't be worried. And even if someone doesn't help you, someone's sure to help, you know? So mm-hmm. I wouldn't worry about that, right? A lot of them can piece together uh, um, English, so they know a little bit. Just do not use, don't be like my dad and use complex words and stuff like that. And assuming yeah. they're going to know what you're talking about. Um, what I simple. do is that, yeah, I keep it incredibly simple. Because keep it simple, stupid. It's, <laughs> it's like the equivalent of like if I said, uh, gracias what that means right yeah, but you. you're not going to know anything else uh, if they're very specific about it like uh, uh um you you know what i mean yeah. basically what i'm saying is that um when you want something or need help be like explain it very very elementary school because that's the easiest way anyone would know because the way i speak in japanese is very simple elementary school so i would assume they learned right. it the same way you know when you learn an english like, language you learn to speak it like from the ground a kid, up you yeah. know and they for can... anyone that does know it you know they're gonna know it from the ground up so like i don't know um what would be an like answer, they can like, piece it together basically yeah. from what you're saying like when i spoke to my um my brother's in-laws i said i would say stuff like oh uh, I like t-shirt. You know what I mean? Yeah, Very like simple can, stuff. It's not eloquent, but like exactly. you get the idea. Yeah, like, oh, um, oh well, I spoke some of the conversations I had were in Japanese. But, you know, kept it simple. I, I mixed English and uh, Japanese together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To keep it very simple. But uh, that's my advice. It's just keep it simple, all right? Right. Because, like I said, it's another country. And the 7-Elevens, you can save so much money <laughs> on that. You, that's They're literally everywhere, depending on where you're staying. Yeah. But I definitely, I could find them in every, like literally every street corner, right? Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't be worried about it. The one thing you should be conscientious about is the trains. I, the opt, trains, for, yeah, I opt for the cab because mm-hmm. it's very easy to just point to a map, right? The go-to in Japan is literally pointing. When you're yep. getting food, just point. They'll understand. I be like, like yep. one, this. They'll know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or And um, you should be good. Yeah. So I, that's my advice. Do you, th- th- is that, that good was, advice? I hope yeah, it's no, good advice. I would say that was a really good pointer. Just <laughs> oh god just be simple when's this guy getting replaced <laughs> yeah you tell me he's been here crashing exactly. here ever since I, I just I don't know Times because I've hard. been in situations where either I've been too complex in explaining stuff and it just gets confusing you know or just yeah. keep it simple keep it co- uh, co- concise right. you know so that's my yeah. advice yeah when well, we have our eventual trip the train we'll yeah. know what to do just research the train because it's very hard that's okay, the one yeah. thing I can say to you I don't know what to do with that and staying with places I don't know how to set that up because I'll set that up with me anyway I heard love hotels are actually pretty cheap <laughs> they're called love hotels yeah you, you never heard of love love hotel i mean i've i've heard of please go please continue <laughs> so, I, i've never i don't think so i know from, i think i'm thinking of different love hotels so no no you're probably thinking the exact same thing so there are themed and this isn't just applicable to only japan i've seen this you know happen in, in the states and europe blah 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 but there are hotels up there that have you know certain it's smaller compact they have like you know themes, but the rooms and stuff like that, you know. But you know, with Japan, from what I've heard, is that they have these love hotels within the city, but they charge very you know lower prices compared to you know the more ex- you know regular hotels that are there because most of the time you know there's less space. You know, the reason why people go is for a specific reason, but like you can stay there. There's not <laughs> much room to work <laughs> to work around with, and like you know their accommodations are all there it's not like you know would extravagant things, would, and these, stuff like that. would these things have ac at all well i don't know i, I haven't been there but <laughs> because otherwise it sounds hot in order to travel on the trains you need to buy a certain special card okay oh i heard about this yeah yeah, yeah. when you arrive in japan there'll be these machines right mm-hmm. and there's people that'll help you of course and you buy it and um basically you walk up to a train section right mm-hmm. you 
put it down and sometimes people keep it in their wallet they put it down it scans it and it opens up the gate okay and um and then it'll tell you in uh well, not English, but you'll see numerically how much funds you have left. Right. So you need to get one of those cards or you can't ride the trains. But right. that was important. So you have to get a green, uh, not a green card. I don't know what to call it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a card that's green and uh, you yeah. need it to uh, travel. So that yeah. was important. I remember, I remember coming across that when I was like yeah. researching originally for this trip. And it's like, used on buses too. Yeah, I, I wanted to mention that was very important. Yeah. So people... Make, make sure you get your cards, just, folks. Yes. So you can, can buy them online before you even go to Japan. Apparently Dang. my friend told me. So that's pretty if you want to get that, you know mail to you sorry I, I didn't mean to interrupt i needed to no, mention that, that was pretty important. much it. it's just the places are a lot cheaper and you can like you know it's still in town but like you don't have to pay extra for these you know you know they're regular hotels but compared to the love hotels you know it's not as extravagant basically you know it's to the point go to bed go to the bathroom you're in you're out kind of thing mm-hmm. you know it's very simple kind of like, like walmart the, we yeah. know why you're here just <laughs> um, all right, so um, just because this podcast is going very, very well and it's very, very long, I'm going to wrap it up so. with my last experience with it. And I'm sure uh, if I come back, I'll definitely um, mention Japan again yeah. and like tell more stories about it because I just like scratched the surface. You oh, know? for sure. Like, oh, we- man. But um, anyway, the, the, the wedding is what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. So my brother got married. Uh, Stressed very, as very cloud nice. and Tifa like that. Well, we'll explain that. Yeah. yeah. It, it, he like it dye was, his hair and everything so, too. And do so the they. No, 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 no. Uh, he had a, a wig on. Gotcha. Um, and I got the it video. Looked, it looked cool. Um, I, I remember seeing those snaps earlier. <laughs> so, Did he have the Buster Sword while he? Yeah. He oh, cut wow. the cake okay. with the Buster Sword. That's commitment, right um, there. On my Instagram, I have stories of you can look at all the pictures of the wedding. But anyway, um, so. He had it all planned. He met her through like the love of Final Fantasy VII, right? Yeah. And they both love it, right? So, um, of course, that's they they wanted to solidify that love by having a Final Fantasy themed wedding. Now, I want to preface that he didn't do the ceremony dressed up as Cloud. That's ridiculous. Yeah. No, it was the after party <laughs> gotcha, where he cut okay. the cake and yeah. did all that. that the main I stuff, was visualizing the ceremony, right? Like a very traditional like, was, Japanese wedding ceremony, and that's was, all, like you just see. No, that would know, be embarrassing. Nineteen ninety-seven Cloud purple outfit, no. just like with the sitting. puffed shoulder pads and everything. <laughs> well, it was actually Advent children. They dressed oh, up as the Advent oh, children yeah, version. That's, okay, that's there the we go. One. But um, yeah. anyway, so and just real quick uh, for the listeners, and because I, I think I forgot when we talked about this, does she, does his wife know English? As yes, well? she does. Okay, she knows gotcha. it very, very well. Actually, I'm surprised at how well she knows it. And I love it. I absolutely love that I can communicate with her about is, Japanese culture, which is great. Stuff. But know. she's she her English is really, really good. Okay, um, and she helps as a translator talking to her in laws. Yeah, that's great. I met her in laws, and they are so nice. They're so funny. I was talking to them like I was like, oh yeah. Uh, Evangelion got nice key days and like oh Evangelion and stuff like that and, and because they like uh, anime and stuff like that and yeah. um, their older brother uh, her brother is a lot older than me he's 30 or 35 maybe I'm not sure yeah. but we talked about video games and all this stuff the mom watches anime and all that mm-hmm. and I had a great connection with them and they knew a tiny bit of English so I used that elementary just keeping That's it awesome. simple and they knew what I was talking about which was great yeah. so I could communicate and just that cultural blending was so much fun you know mm-hmm. so yeah but she does know um, English I want to make sure um, that I'm clear on that yeah. because my brother does not know yeah, Japanese <laughs> he may pretend that he does he doesn't I, I just don't want anybody to be, bit. yeah I just don't but, want anybody to be lost in translation oh, of course <laughs> <sighs> Man, you've been, All right, I've been lacking in these puns tonight, man. You've been kind of like beating me here. You, you keep getting them. I'm like, I keep missing the opportunities too, which is funny. Um, so anyway, 
I stayed in a nice hotel and it was the day, right? It was the day to go and I was like super yeah. nervous. So I arrived there, right? Mm-hmm. And I was making uh, Mayu's dad laugh because I kept saying, I was like, oh, kawaii this, kawaii this. It's scary. <laughs> I'm really, really scared. And he was laughing and I was like, watashi wa chotto ga I can't even get it. I'm already, I'm choking. <laughs> Sorry. Basically what I told him is that I know a tiny bit of Japanese. Yeah. Um, Nihongo chotto ga wakarimasu. There it is. I told him I knew a, ch- a tiny bit Boom. of Japanese. Got it. Where's Mayu? Where's Mayu? That's what I was telling you because she could translate. And he just kept laughing and laughing because I was nervous. Everyone was talking Japanese, speaking yeah. Japanese. Um, anyway, so they're like, all right, t- uh, Tyler Jackman, get in this room. We're going to put on your Hakama. Oh, oh, like, yes. oh, that's awesome. So I, I've seen that photo. It's really cool. Oh, I love it. It was it was crazy. So basically, hakama is um, a traditional rope because mm-hmm. it's a traditional wedding. And they did one layer, did one layer. They kept doing a layer, layer, layer. Okay, now we got to do the sash of like the what's Man. it called? A, sla- a sash? White, white sash. White yeah. sash. Like now we got to put on a coat. Mm-hmm. We got to put on this like coat with like get, this symbol thick on over it. There. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, um, this little fan which you have to hold at a certain time it's like very different over there right mm-hmm. and it was um, it was it was great it was a great experience my dad had one and my mom had a, a kimono mm-hmm. or a kimoto I can't remember what it is forgive me but um, so we were yeah. all ready right and we are super nervous and we were waiting in the room with uh, Mayu's other family mm-hmm. and we took a picture together uh, which it's, I have it on uh, Facebook actually it's just like my whole like my new family and then my family if you've yeah. seen it and um it was great, and then it finally happened. We were ready, right? So we go there, and I saw all my brother's friends who traveled to Japan, which was great. Yeah. They all came there like, well, Tyler's like, just it was like a samurai and stuff. <laughs> and we walked in there, and it was so crazy. I was so nervous. It was like this nice wooden shrine, right? Mm-hmm. Someone was playing on the, uh, I don't know what they call it. It's like a stringed guitar. Right? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and it was so name, but... beautiful. And we sat down, right? And we had, um, I can't, was it sake? I don't remember if it was sake-able or water-able. It was more likely sake. They had sake. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of an event. You know, you got to... Yeah. We had to drink it at a certain time. My dad was getting nervous because he had to take this, like, almost like a leak and had to, like, move it around at the same time in coordination with the father of the family and all that. Mm -hmm. It was really, really cool. And then my brother... This is the best part. (laughs) My brother had to say his, like, I think vows or whatever in Japanese oh, and it was all man. made for him already right <laughs> and he did not practice I was so happy and he was no. saying it right mm-hmm. he was speaking his vows and it was great he was doing a great job and then he messed up right and then he started messing up Wedding and then he over. started laughing and I'll never forget it. I turn over and I look at all of my brother's friends and they're holding laughter <laughs> and we turn around Mayu's family and friends you dead know what I mean? serious. Just dead that's, serious. That's awesome. And it was so funny. And um, they got married and they left. It was the after party, which is the best part, right? Yeah. We're sitting down. Turns out the chef in the party planner was a huge fan of Final Fantasy VII. <gasps> Final Fantasy oh. figurines, all this stuff. Yeah. Final Fantasy music. Final Fantasy dishes. Oh, so like they had stuff from the games? Leg of Chocobo, which was like a la- lamb oh. leg, which had um, gold, um, edible gold on it. Oh, that's they had awesome. Meteor, which was like a giant like dessert dish, which yeah. was like a meteorite uh, crashing. All Final Fantasy themed. That's uh, so cool. Shiva's Kiss, I think it was, where it was like ice, an cream. ice cream. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Man, it was perfect. so cool. And then we turn around and my brother was, um, the, the curtain lift up and my brother was dressed up as Cloud and my, his wife was dressed up as Tifa. <laughs> and they cut the cake, the Final Fantasy crystal cake with the buster sword and that was the end of it oh, and it was perfect man and i got photos is, of it that is so cool so that was the wedding in I, japan i only dream to ever have a wedding like that right. that's amazing <laughs> so that's all i had to say about that and just the one story of when we went to a mall and there was a haunted house uh, walkthrough thing Ooh. and Mayu's like do you want to go in tyler and i was like listen 
American horror, that's fine. Japanese horror, not in my opinion. Oh, no, it's, that's it's like a whole gonna, other it's level. It's going to be like a nightmare because they know how <laughs> nope. to do horror. Like, Japanese know how to make horror. They made, yeah. they made, they made Silent Hill. Yeah, they're very. Oh my gosh! The, the, yeah, a lot of physical horror, kind of like Lovecraftian yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Like it's really interesting some of the stuff over there. But um, that was my experience with Japan. So I hope you guys liked it. Yeah. I'll probably have more stories when I come back. But oh, that's the, for sure. the well, main gist of it. I hope I touched all the marks. Walking oh, yeah. around in town, finding <laughs> Japanese Famicom games. Yeah. Oh, got I got my uh, Famicom Mini imported from Japan from last oh, year. Oh, that's so beautiful. I I, have, I love it. That's such a cool thing. The only the, the only cute. downside is the controller is so small I like that's imagine. that's why i have a nes classic to kind of compensate for like the from what i used to play with right. nes back in the day but like i i do love the famicom i think it's awesome that's just fantastic. just throwing it out there right now cool <laughs> but uh, you want to do any plugins before we end the episode yes like, uh i'll have some plugins um so i'm starting something right now it's called danger deckman and i've had a channel for eight years mm-hmm. okay it's cringe really don't watch it but <laughs> quality content has been going through my modern stuff right right i i did a channel um when I was in middle school and I did this video um, which is a parody of SCP yeah do you remember that mm-hmm. um, and I got half a million views really so that was my my 15 seconds of fame I guess so to speak <laughs> but based on that fan base I developed my channel on that and mm-hmm. all my channel has been which my VHS stuff from the stuff that you showed me back in the day and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's awful. It's awful. Don't look at it. But my newer stuff is a lot of fun. Like my new Let's Play series podcast I'm trying to do, but there's no mics, but it's a lot of fun. We can, uh, we can uh, uh, cross, you know, oh, definitely. Stuff yeah, because down the road. you guys are starting too, and I'm starting yeah. to So I want to collaborate. Before with we were doing the, before we were doing the tin can with a bits of string. Oh, yeah. I, I had a low budget back in the day. Oh, I can only do that. You know, so, these, these mics were here back then. Yeah, <laughs> but we'll definitely collab, and I'll give you guys shout outs. Um, but um, that's my channel right now, Danger Deckman. But I prefer if you YouTube? guys. YouTube is that YouTube. like okay, YouTube? YouTube. Okay. Um, but don't look at it yet. But if you're thinking about something <laughs> in the future, just think that's me. If you really want to look at something, that's fine. I'm not proud of it yet. Yeah. But soon I will be. And then of course my Instagram. Yep. And my final thing that I want to mention is I'm developing an indie video game, which the trailer is on my channel. It's called Kitty. I've worked on oh, it for yeah. five years, yeah. and I, I hand fair. did everything. It's very it, impressive. I, I've, I've seen his so, stuff like yep. throughout the years, and it's, it's amazing. I can't, which I can't wait to play it, man. Don't you know day out. one it comes out i'm definitely downloading yeah i remember you doing the animations uh in our oh, animation yeah. class we yeah. had together back yeah. in uh the college i yeah. love it but um yeah you can find me just type in danger deckman's a unique on, on instagram too just anywhere. instagram yep. and you can find uh kitty on indie db which is an indie site and mm-hmm. of course my kitty information is also on instagram and other stuff so that's all i have to really plug is just that stuff it's sure. in the incubation phase uh stages but it will get good so look at it in the next couple of years okay but for now i need some connection you know what i mean <laughs> oh for sure yeah but we'll um well when that comes down eventually we'll promote the heck out of it yeah. so okay. no no worries there yeah but uh thanks for having me on the show <laughs> yeah dude it's a lot of fun it's a no joy problem. having you on here man yes. and uh and from all of us here just want to wish you an awesome day and have a good one guys all right see how, how do you say bye in japan uh, in japanese probably sayonara 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 that's pretty good i like that <laughs>